What's going on? Welcome to this very special Gen Con 2023 Roundup episode. I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my faithful co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I'm not dying anymore from COVID. <laughs> COVID is still around. Yeah. And as a first time, as a first time COVID uh, experiencer. Enjoyer. Not f- Enjoyer. <laughs> no, no enjoyment whatsoever. Uh, I mean, it was like 80 something degrees on Saturday. I had a hoodie, pajamas, socks on under two blankets, and I was still like, I was shivering. Um, yeah, not fun, but um, I'm glad to have recovered. <laughs> Yeah, no, glad to hear you feeling better. Also joining us is Shock2K5, the My Hero Meta Man himself, Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Hey, uh, lots, lots. Uh, Been under a mountain of anime lately, and it's paying off. Paying off. Catching up on One Piece. Big uh, big accomplishment for me. And uh, yeah, feeling pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, I've actually been catching up on a lot of anime as well. We talked about it uh, during the pre-show a little bit. But... Let's put that aside. Let's not get off track. This obviously is our normal games cast crew, but this week we are doing our Gen Con 2023 roundup because the work print sent only its best to Gen Con to cover it. And by that, I mean me. Hey, Just hey me. <laughs> I, I did a Gen Con event. Um, it was from the comfort of my home. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. It was actually uh, the best I've done in a One Piece tournament, um, but... That that's that's neither here or there. Come on, Rob. Tell us. Tell, what was it Indi- Indianapolis? Is that right. where we're headed? So yeah, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, at the time of this recording, it was what two and a half weeks ago. It was August third through sixth. Is that right? I got my dates right. Yeah. Uh, Gen Con. For those that don't know, is the biggest tabletop gaming convention in North America. It is held in Indianapolis, Indiana during uh, August every year or or in the summer every year. And this is the first time that I was able to attend. Uh, I was supposed to be there with some other people, but of course, life gets in the way sometimes. And this episode probably would have been out much sooner if it wasn't for the fact that life got in the way. Uh, Bilal was dying and... Let's be real. I There's no way I'm going to do this podcast justice if he's not the one handling everything behind the scenes. Um, so thank you guys for your, your patience and delay on this in this podcast. But let's go ahead and get right into it. As I stated, this is my very first time. Obviously, Bilal, you and I have gone to PAX Unplugged in the past. Yeah. And so a lot of this will be me comparing it to something like PAX Unplugged. Right out of the gate, uh, the difference in this trip than last than the PAX Unplugged trip is when you and I went to PAX Unplugged, the focus was on on board games, right? The whole time we were there. Whereas this trip, because of the fact that I already knew ahead of time that I was playing in the My Hero uh, tournament on Saturday, I knew I was going to be meeting up with them and I was going to try my best to get whatever coverage I could of Lorcana. Already out of the gate, it had a little bit more of a uh, card game tinge to the trip. I also was accompanied by one of my friends, uh, one of our locals, and a uh, professional Yu-Gi-Oh player, uh, Ryan. And so just going with him opened up opportunities that I wasn't expecting, which I'll talk about later as well, and also just made it lean more towards trading cards. So there is some board game stuff to talk about, but just a heads up, this is mostly going to be trading card game focused honestly if you've been following this podcast at all and been, <laughs> i was sitting through this pre-show you know you know where this was going <laughs> yeah all right so 
let's get it out of the way. First things first. Uh, I get to Gen Con, uh, and I'm I get there Thursday around noonish, one o'clock, something like that, and the line for will call is already out of the building and like wrapped around the block and stuff like that and they've already been open since like 10 a.m and so it is already packed on a thursday in the middle of the afternoon gen con is significantly bigger than than packs unplugged right so one of the things though about that is that it feels like more of a, a spectacle going to gen con and seeing so many more booths a, a much bigger venue but it also doesn't have quite as much charm as say like PAX Unplugged did, right? When we went to PAX Unplugged, there were plenty of tables that were just open for people to go grab games from the library, sit down and play. My understanding is that Gen Con, every, every single table I saw there had a game that was associated with, you know, one of the exhibitors there and stuff like that at the tables. And I overheard someone talking and they did not have any free play tables. Like literally every single one of the tables there, they people had the, the vendors and exhibitors had to claim, you know, and of course pay for. So where PAX feels like a big party for board game enthusiasts, Gen Con feels more like an exhibit right more like an expo okay and so uh the venue was huge so even though it was super crowded and, and stuff there it was still easy to to walk through the venue so we get there i go over and the first thing i do is i check out the universe's games booth right because i wanted to go and meet up with my contact for them just to say hey i'd love to come over cover some of the stuff maybe do an interview or two I just got off the plane. I literally have my bags with me. I just wanted to come and introduce myself so we could do this tomorrow morning. Um, first thing I saw was Universes Games was literally located right in the center of the exhibit hall. Uh, it was one of the bigger booths. I mean, it was on par with like the biggest booths out there that weren't giant like vendors, like not exhibitors, but like trading card stores and stuff like that. There were some huge booths there uh, of, of people just selling product and stuff like that. And, uh, I'll talk more about Universes Games and stuff like that, but I do want to mention that they had a bunch of tables out that where they were running the demos right there in the center of the exhibit hall and stuff like that. And almost the entire weekend, that thing was packed. And there was people running demos and, and playing the game for the first time um, pretty much consistently every time I walked by there, which was cool to see. And so I get there Thursday. I walk the floor, I get the lay of the land, go back to the room. One thing also is that PAX Unplugged closes the halls at what, eight o'clock? And then there's still a couple of hours of the hall being open for free play. Yeah. Yeah. So Gen Con closes at 6 p.m. every day. That's like, insane. That's if, like Boston. What? Yes. yes. It felt crazy early. And I think part of it is that I was, I found out that Indianapolis, they like have last call super early. Like everything kind of shuts down really early there. Mm. Um, for whatever reason. And so I randomly heard that on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the one thing that caught me kind of off guard and also made me feel like, oh, I have to kind of like, like budget my time properly. And so. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do with the rest of your time? Like you can actually get to rest. 
You go to sleep. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically. So where I was staying was right by the Speedway. So we did go and grab lunch over, over at a restaurant over there and, and got some barbecue, stuff like that. But yeah, the evenings were mostly spent like talking about what we had done that day. And then, and then uh, prepping for our tournament that like everybody that I stayed with was also playing in the yeah. My Hero tournament. And so, um, yeah, I get there and right away I see a, the giant line for the will call, right? And then there's another, there's another, there's not another line at that point, but there are people talking about how people started lining up for Disney Lorcana at 2 a.m. that morning. Okay. I think even if you weren't there. You heard about this line. Yes. yes. And so... Was there something special they were going to get or... Well, so this Gen Con was the first time that you could actually purchase Lorcana product. Oh. It was the... Yes. So it was the... I think the official like soft launch is actually this Friday, the the 18th. But that was a early access launch, we'll, we'll call it. And so the other thing is with your purchases, uh, you also got a promo Mickey, right? That has a Gen Con 2023 stamp on it. And so, oh, you were able to get one? Okay. So, uh, this Mickey is the exact same Mickey that you will find in the booster packs in the set. The only difference is that tiny, tiny Gen Con 2023 stamp, which is turning out to be like a $80 difference. (laughs) And yeah. so uh, the other way to get that, the funny thing is the other way to get that promo card was to just go to the Ravensburger booth and buy any, spend $25 on anything. And you also got that promo. I think people were buying pins at that point. Yeah, uh, they were buying puzzles. Like they were yeah. buying whatever they could. That was exactly $25 just so they could get this card. I saw, yeah. no lie, people handing out puzzles and stuff to kids for free because all they wanted was the card and didn't want to have to carry that stuff back. Well, I don't, bl- I don't blame them because like those puzzles, like say those puzzles were twenty five bucks. The card that weekend was selling on eBay for like three hundred, yeah. and, and then like it, it dropped to like it dropped between one fifty and yeah. eighty, and it was just at, like what, at one point it dropped down to fifty, which is still one hundred percent profit, right? Yeah, but it, they're back up now to like eighty dollars plus consistently. Yeah, and so. So immediately there was hype surrounding Lorcana. And honestly, I mean, I think if you watch, you read any article about Gen Con or had heard anybody talk about it this year, that was like the big bad in the room, right? They were taking all of the spotlight. They had the longest lines, uh, even during uh, ticket sales. And that's another thing that Gen Con does that PAX doesn't, is that Gen Con has a ticket system where you have to get tickets for demo events and tournaments and stuff like that way in advance versus PAX Unplugged, we were able to sign up for tournaments. Like they mm-hmm. opened up, they opened up the registrations like day of oftentimes. Yeah. And so it was, I felt like it was much easier to get into stuff at PAX Unplugged. And so, yeah, when tickets went out, they had like 4,000 people queues for demos and stuff like that. Like those tickets went the fastest for Lorcana. And there was already a ton of like buzz. And I would walk around and hear people talking about and making deals to sell the Lorcana that they just bought like that morning to people on the floor. And so it was absolutely insane. And at one point, oh. Gen Con and Ravensburger, uh, or actually it might've been Lorcana's uh, 
I almost said call it Twitter X account, right? That oh, uh, that messaged out that they are that they were working on a solution for the line, right? To make sure that everybody was safe and stuff like that because the earlier line was just kind of crazy. Their solution came at 5.58, two minutes before the exhibit call closes. And their solution was that at 6 p.m., they were gonna let people start lining up for the 10 a.m. opening the next day of the booth. Oh. They're just buying. They're just buying into. They're just feeding into the whole thing. Uh, they don't care. So, so I'll, I'll say this. Uh, so, uh, I've been to many San Diego Comic Cons, and mm. as much as it sucks, it's the safest option for majority of folks because if you don't do it, if they don't officially do it, you get unofficial lines starting off on the street. Yep, and then. You'll have and fights were breaking out the day one because there was like an unofficial line created, the staff didn't know, and then a lot of people that had waited so long just got sent to the back, back of the line, uh, day one and they couldn't buy product and so, it, it turned into an ugly situation. So if this was the best way to sort do it, then so be it. But honestly, I'm, a lot of this is kind of the pains, trying to get Lorcana product in like a very bad light for me like especially with this w upcoming weekend's launch yeah so uh, that's i mean we can a little sidebar yeah. not john con related i mean yeah. uh, looking at some of the prices out there and we're talking not i'm not talking tcg prices right because tcg player right now those prices are insane people who yeah. got their product early and stuff like that but even like there are lgs's out there that are able to start selling on the 18th that are that are pricing the product at three times MSRP, which so is $18 booster pack. <laughs> yes. Which is absolutely insane. I mean, I under, listen, I get it. Support your LGS and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, there is the concept of like market value and, and kind of, but that's insane. Like, you know, luckily our, our local store seems to have it a little bit more reasonably priced. So I am optimistic about being able to get some product early. But the other thing is that like, you have to imagine that places like Best Buy, Walmart, uh, Target, that these guys, pay, I mean, listen, it's going to be hard to get product set one, right? Because of the hype around it. But you have to imagine their buy orders are massive and that like people are going to be able to get their hands on the product, you know, in the next month, we'll say. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, at least I hope. That's I mean, it depends, case. right? It depends on their marketing strategy. They might have the marketing strategy where, you know, the cards are so hard to get yeah. that, you know, that they increase in value. And there's obviously because of the IP, you're going to have investors who have mm -hmm. no, like, inclination to play this card game whatsoever, who are going to yeah. buy tons of this stuff yep. just to try to flip it uh, for 3x, 4x profit. So, um, so yeah. So I want to put a pin in that because I will be talking about that a little bit later in detail. Okay. Um, I, I just want to say, I, my fear is it goes the Disney Infinity route where we just end up with like a million Yondu figures that nobody wants. <laughs> as, I uh, look over at my, as I look over at my Yondu figure that, you know, I'm happy about. It looks great. It's a great Yondu figure. Disney Infinity, way goes, better figures. Uh, look. Then, uh, listen, then amiibos. Yes, hundred percent agreed with you on that. Yeah. 
Yeah. You just didn't need a million Yandu figures. To t- that's, that's fair. That's fair. Also, the game could have been much better. But yeah. So last thing I'm going to say is that uh, this Mickey Mouse Gen Con. Oh, no, this is Disney Expo. Oh, that one. Yeah, the D23 one is that is a different animal and a different beast. It's fourteen hundred dollars. Yes. And that's Uh, cheap compared to what it was selling at before. I could have gotten the set for three hundred dollars back when they uh, came out. Um, Was this a year or two ago when they uh, gave those away? All five cards for three hundred. Now I see the full set going for like fifteen thousand dollars, and I was like, "Why didn't I buy it then?" Even when they were, even when all five cards were a grand, I should have bought it. But I was like, "They're just cards. Like, what's the value going to be?" And now it's fifteen thousand dollars, and I'm kicking myself over and over again because I was like, "I didn't know. I, I didn't know." This is the reason I bring it up because I look at the 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 version of Mickey Mouse Brave Little Taylor without the Disney twenty three logo. Yeah. And it sold today for sixty-seven dollars. Yeah, <laughs> and the the one with the Disney twenty-three logo sold today for fourteen seventy-five. Yeah, I mean that's that's all it is. is That little stamp. That's all it is that separates two. And honestly, that that, art, yeah. that that card that sold for sixty-seven is going to be two dollars in a month. You know, mm. um, because it is available. Like it's in the base set. You know, they, they um, couldn't even give these things like an alt art. Seriously, like. Not, not for so that's the other thing that they had stated at D23 is that they did not want to make cards for conventions and stuff like that that weren't available in the base set. So they specifically mm. are saying that they have no intentions of ever doing like alternate art. The only thing that they will have is those little stamps, not alternate arts in general, alternate mm. arts that are exclusive to like uh, expos oh, it just like kind of feels lazy like you know it's not like you're gatekeeping effects like like people uh, can't play effects. correct but no you have to also you also have to think about who this is targeted towards right mm-hmm. is that like you've got you know this is targeted and i'll talk about this more later but it's this is literally targeted towards everybody yeah right and so they don't they don't want anything that a little kid can't get their hands on out there is really what it comes down to the cards are fourteen hundred dollars. I understand, but the only difference is that little stamp. You know, that's for psychopath adults, not for little kids. All sorts are for psychopath adults too. They see Mickey. They got they got their Mickey. Yeah. Well, 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 they don't. You know yeah. About all this. I I think that's the right approach at the end of the day because One Piece has this problem where some of the earlier event promos, like you had to go in person to these events to get some of these promos, and it was the only way to get this card and. Even if you played like an online regional, some of the promos you got from there, you're lucky to get one or two because it's like you have one or five chance of getting it. And even mm-hmm. if you played in all the tournaments, there's no way you're going to get all four. And some of those cards individually could be worth like anywhere between 50 to 100 bucks each. And so now, just yeah, making yeah. it alt art of an existing ba- like base or like uh, a set like from a booster set mm-hmm. is the way to go when it comes to these event promos. I, th- I think that's the right way to handle it. I Yeah, I will. I will say that uh, we don't know what they're going to do as far as OP stuff is concerned, right? As far mm-hmm. as like organized play tournaments. Uh, what we do know that, and they've already released this info, is that they do have cards that are promos for organized play and stuff like that. Um, that are, I think are meant just for participation and stuff like that. So it's not like placing stuff, but who knows down the road. But as far as conventions and things like D23, where not everybody can go to, you know, um, that kind of stuff they, they, they're saying that they're going to limit. Um, but yeah, back on to uh, Gen Con. So one of the things I got to do 
Um, I got to do a couple interviews while I was there and, and later on we'll get into those into a little bit more detail. But one of the other cool things I was able to do is I mentioned earlier that I went with uh, Ryan, who is a Yu-Gi-Oh pro and who knows, turns out a ton of people in the trading card game scene. Oh yeah. Through him, we were able to get a behind closed doors play test of a game that is currently unannounced for the US. Um, they took us out of the venue. Ooh. They took us to the hotel across the street. They pit us in a door. They did not make us sign an NDA. So if somebody wants to ask other people, you know, uh, they might spill the beans. I, however, went up to them and said, hey, like we got in here because of Ryan. Just so you know, I am here on a press badge. Like, what are you Ooh. guys comfortable with me talking about? And they were like, look, we didn't make you sign an NDA, <laughs> right? Um, right? But we'd prefer if you were very vague about everything until the game either comes out um, or is announced that it's not going to come out in the States. Okay, I will so say... Is, does it suck or is it good? I will say that as we were walking up, I turned to Ryan and I said, and again, it's because I know... It's because of the company that took us mm. back there. Um, I said, I wonder if it's going to be this. To which Ryan said, no, they said it's like an American-led, like, you know, unannounced product, uh, which even me saying this is probably giving a little bit away. Um, but I will say that I was 100% right in what I thought it was. Okay. And so that can at least let you know that I had some inkling as to what it could possibly be. Okay. Um. I, they sat us down, they went over a demo a little bit with us. They had us play each other, okay? Mm. Then they had us fill out a survey, not just on the gameplay, but then they had us go over and look at, a, at some of the, some alternate arts, right? Different okay. rarity types that they had and in different art styles so that they could gauge what American interest was in the different styles. Okay, so if you think about uh -huh. some of the alternate arts that are out there in, in current TCGs and stuff like that, they were on par with that. Like to the point where some of the cards even had a rainbow treatment that is very similar to what Pokemon used to do with some of the rainbow Pokemon. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, is this an IP that people would recognize or is this like a, this is like Yu-Gi-Oh! This is brand new, something you don't know about that's coming off just for the trading card game or? <laughs> Um, Come on! I, I, I can't... There's a billion I, IPs out there. I'm not going to be able to guess sure, off of that. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, I, I, all I will say... I will say that it is not a, 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 a wholly original thing okay. that's being started as just the... the so it is based okay. on something. Well, then uh, the alt arts are going to be going to matter more because obviously like seeing your favorite characters... Correct in that kind of form just look feels way more awesome yeah. yes um i will say that most of our conversation with them was focused on that now there was a group of six of us um one of i mean ryan is a, a, a pro i think uh another of them like worked at a company that was designing uh, a trading card game at one point and and knew some people that the other people knew and, and so, so like in, in this group like i was the outlier Right. As right. far as 
expertise and stuff is concerned. And I will say that most of our conversation did focus on the art there. And there okay. were some people from the company who, uh, beyond just the person leading the demo, there were some people, some higher ups and some, some people who are, I think on the design team for, for this game, um, that were there. And so we were talking with them and giving our impressions and most of the conversation uh, focused on that aspect of it. And the reason that is, is because not a single one of us enjoyed playing the game. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the, yes. <sighs> That's kind of why I asked that question first, because I was like, if he says the game is not good, I'm going to stop asking questions about who these people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I will say that the game did not click with me it did not feel good to play it did not it did mm. what what do you think it was was it maybe just unimaginative was it similar to some other games maybe or i don't I, so again i'm i'm between the, our group here i'm the most novice when it comes to trading card games i've only played a handful of them and, and most of them are are recently although i did mm. get to demo a, a couple more while i was at gen con but uh there was there was gameplay that was that is similar to another card game out there in some respects. I think it has some ideas. I think the actual gameplay loop though just wasn't very exciting. Uh, we mm. did play two matches, so I was was able to go through my deck a little bit more and kind of see how the decks were supposed to interact and stuff like that. The other thing is, is we were using starter decks, and it did not seem like they were balanced very well. I mean, even the person oh. I was I was playing against was like what are you supposed to do <laughs> like there's like there's nothing you can do once i i get to the state and it i get to the state immediately you know mm. um the other thing is that that's not good the and granted i don't think these were actual retail print like from from what my right, understanding, what it looked like yeah. what what i what it looked like is that this was printouts pit on like other cards right and so it wasn't actual card stock they were printed on okay because these aren't in production yet okay okay um and so i i don't know if it was because of that or if just the art that they chose for this it the, the art was bad it was dull it was uninspired it oh. it it looked like it the colors themselves were dull they didn't pop at all it just was not it was not enjoyable to look at. It was not enjoyable to play. Mm. But it, it also didn't feel like the finished product then if it was like that. Well, okay, hold on. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Sure. Because when I look at Magic the Gathering, Remember, those colors look dull as hell to me. Sure, sure, sure. What this reminded me of, colors-wise, right, and, and what it looked like, is you know how old Pokemon looks Right? It's the only Pokemon I remember, yes. <laughs> okay, so like old Pokemon cards, if they've been in your binder for 20 years now, and then you take them out, they mm. have in old sports cards. Old sports cards have this kind of look to them too. Mm -hmm. That's what it. That's the look it gave me. And so there are some other TCGs out there that release sets that look like this as well. I, yeah. I will say is, remember, I was very specific about this. I play tested an unannounced for us game okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when you mm -hmm. say that this wasn't the final product mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
that's that's just say that this wasn't the final US product per se. Okay. But the art and stuff like that, all that stuff is finalized. Okay. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Oh god, I hope this company and, doesn't start with the letter I'm thinking it starts with. And so um. I I uh man, I like I did my survey and I was very very blunt in it and uh it, good as far as as far good. as gameplay is concerned it it was it was not it and i don't i do not see i and i could be wrong i, I do not see it uh i don't know if i Dude. see it releasing here <laughs> if i'm being oh, honest God. yeah what did uh what did ryan say kind of echoed your thoughts ryan or? ryan's exact quote when uh i love ryan quotes when we were at the card shop and we were talking to somebody else, uh, was I said, Ryan, how good was that game we got to play test behind closed doors? And his quote was literally unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and for those of you who never have heard Ryan speak before, he speaks mm-hmm. in such a matter of factual tone, yeah. Yeah. but passionately speaks in a matter of factual tone. So <laughs> And he says it. It's probably the funniest thing for all day. Oh, it was. Oh. It was. It was. It was great. Um, and yeah, no. That I and again, I think that's why most of the focus came down to when we were in there talking. So we were trying to be polite. Obviously, mm, was right. on on the art and giving our opinions. And listen, some of the art treatment that they had in there, um, some of the options looked great and definitely played yeah. towards my sensibilities. I think that when one of the the my favorite alternate arts and stuff like that are ones that just look like super super clean you know mm. um i think that uh i wish i had them up here with me but uh uvs had gen con exclusive promos arts for oh, yeah. some of their cards and stuff like that and those cards are just character front and center clean and 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 bright backgrounds and just like clean clean and i think those make the best alternate arts and the best secret rares and stuff like that. And so yeah. that is what I'm a fan of. And that seems to be m- mostly the consensus of the, the group that was there. And so, um, yeah, cause they're different and they pop and yes. they don't have yes. to, you know, do the most. They just have to be right. See, to cap- capture the essence of the thing. And that's what universe is doing really well with their, uh, right. Arts right like now, they're, they're legible. I think there's a lot of games out there that when they do, uh, different rarities and stuff like that and higher rarities that you say they do the most, right? It's just visual yes. mess. It's just visual yes. mess. It's just like, there is too much for my eyes to be like responding to that. It, they're just not visually clear. Like you can't make right. out what's going on at first glance. And I hate that. And there was some treatments like that. I will say though, that like the whole experience was very cool. It was nice. It was, it was cool to be like, Hey, come check this out that, you know, that nobody else is this played or, or whatever. Um, and, uh, and you know, I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Uh, and it's right. probably, a, a, it's probably a good thing that they told me that they would prefer me being vague <laughs> about this <laughs> yeah. because I, I have my doubts that that game comes to the U S that it comes stateside, honestly, uh, based oh. on what, based on what I played. Um, there's, there's some more info as well. That makes me doubt its viability here, but we'll talk about that off off the right. air i'll tell you a little yeah. bit about that oh man i have um, a great pun but i don't want to say 
say it. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm so uh, let's let's go ahead and just get into what I got. Uh, where, where most of my time was spent and like what I got to get really deep into as far as Gen Con is concerned. And that is uh, starting off with, I got to do an interview with Justin Gary. So Justin Gary is the CEO of Stoneblade uh, Entertainment. Sorry, I don't want to be wrong about this. Yes, Stoneblade Entertainment. And so they were bringing three different, they had three different products over at the booth at Gen Con. And so what they were talking about was uh, Soul Forge Fusion. They were talking about, uh, sorry, let me get these right here. Uh, Ascension Tactics and Ascension the Deck Building Game. So Ascension Deck Building Game is a game that's been out since 2012. And sitting down and talking with them, uh, they, the rights to those, to that game and Ascension Tactics had f fallen with another company and they were able to bring them back under their roof. And what he was saying is that one of the things that allows them to do is kind of release a refresh of Ascension, the deck building game, and kind of take the lessons they've learned in the past 20, or um, sorry, in the past 10 years, right? And apply them. And one of the things we talked about is that, you know, now in, in 2023, between trading card games and, and board games, with the advent and the rise of things like Kickstarter, right? The hobby grade board game scene is bigger than it's ever been, you know? And so now you have more and more people playing a deck building game for the first time and playing these different products. And so to be able to reintroduce this product with some modern sensibilities is like a big deal, you know? Um, the other thing is that they are we're showing off Ascension Tactics, which is their uh, miniatures game. And so it takes a like, Warhammer miniatures tabletop game and fuses it with a deck building game to kind of make a faster place, shorter play time game. Um, he was, I mean, seriously, like a super, super nice dude. Um, I probably, he was definitely one of my favorite interviews that we did, that I did there. Um, they were also showing off and talking about Shard of Infinity, uh, Saga's collection, which their Kickstarter campaign had exceeded its goal by like 700% and stuff like that. Now, I was able to record that interview and we'll release it on the site in audio form so you can listen to that fully. But the one thing I want to delve into is Soul Forge Fusion. So here, I'm going to switch. Give me one second here on the live stream. Uh, I have to turn this off. Look at, look at this, man. Give me one sec, one sec. Is it going to pop? There Ooh. it is. Uh, is It's upside down for you, though, right? Yeah. Yes. What about now? Still? I can yes. fix that for you. Okay, can you do uh, that? Yeah, mm -hmm. give me one second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, transform... And let's uh, flip that horizontal. Nope, not horizontal, vertical. It's yeah, it's fine. You, go. How about I, yeah. you got it? Yeah. There uh, go. Now it does. On, yeah. This, on the stream? Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So, Soulforge Fusion, I had actually done a demo of at... I had done a demo at PAX Unplugged. And so, this is a game where it's a... You basically take two decks, right? 
and mix them together to make your one deck. And the decks are all mechanically unique, meaning that similar to a, what's the other one? Keyforge, right? Uh, your deck is unique. Your deck is your deck alone. Some of the creature names will be similar to other people's decks, but their individual stats and individual abilities will be different, okay? And so uh, Justin Gary was co-designed this game with Richard Garfield, who is the designer and, and creator of, of Magic the Gathering, right? And so talking with Justin, he was talking about how like he basically got into the industry from playing Magic competitively, and now he is getting to design this game with like his idol, you know, um, and getting to work on this. One of the things he talked about was how when talking with uh, Richard Garfield, how he never intended the like collector money side of magic to kind of go the way it has, you know, uh, things like the one ring that was released recently, like that was never his intention. It was always one of those things like he wanted it to be accessible and, and able to be played by everybody. Right. And so what this game does is it takes some of the barrier to entry of learning to deck build in a trading card game and goes, no, 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 just take these two, throw them together. And if, if you like them, you like them. If not, then you, you take another one and throw it with that one. And that's how you mess around and stuff like that. What they were talking about and showing off, um, they also released a, a, a booster kit, but what they were talking about and showing off is a digital app that is releasing later this year. And what that is going to do is, oh man, I should have opened this beforehand. Oh, now I'm upside down. This is great. What yeah. that is going to do is uh, all of the decks have a QR code on them that you can scan, okay? And what their digital app is going to do is when you scan that QR code, your collection will enter into the, the app, okay? So not it's not a QR code the same way that other TCGs handle it, where then you get to then open up random packs. Your actual deck that you have, that you play with, will enter into the app. And then you will be able to use your deck against other players. But also, they are looking at introducing single-player, story-driven kind of campaign experience. Something similar to, say, a what a Legends of Runeterra does. Or Hearthstone has like single player content as well, right? And it's one of those things that kind of always felt like a no brainer to me, right? That I always wanted to be able to do with card games. I mean, like imagine if there was an easy way, I mean, we, we find ways around it, but imagine if there was an easy way officially supported by the company for us to get our collection of my hero cards in and get our decks in and be able to play against each other on the on the pc on mobile right on a tablet okay and um and then also be able to do things outside of like 1v1 or pvp right to be able to have this other use and that for our cards beyond just sitting down and playing against somebody else and it, like I said, it's just one of those things that felt like a complete no-brainer to me and something that every company should be doing. And so I sat down and talked to him and he goes, yeah, I mean, part of that is exactly what 
Richard wanted in the first place, right? Is he wanted this to be accessible to as many people as possible. He wanted uh, people to be able to play anywhere. And like he expected people to just take their decks with them, have them in a pocket and just be able to like play with your friend. Well, now you can do that, except you don't have to bring your entire collection with you, right? You could just have it there in, in the app. Um, he was saying that you can go over to their site right now. And I believe Stoneblade Entertainment, if you go to their main site, you can, the very top you can uh, click and um, be able to get notified for when the soul force fusion digital goes into early access they're gonna have a beta and they're gonna be running events in their discord and so i think the anticipation and the, the expectation is that that final product will be released sometime early next year but that the beta will be coming by the end of this year um Again, I, you know, I did a whole interview that is actually already edited. And so that will go up on the site soon. I will say though, however, that because I was there by myself and didn't have my producer with me, uh, there was some technical difficulty and the last like few minutes of the, uh, interview did get cut out. And so it's really just him reiterating and talking about release dates for stuff every every other product is basically available now at their sites and 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 uh at some lgs's and stuff like that but that the digital component will be releasing later this year in early access okay so let me see if i got this right the starter yes. ki the starter kit has like set are those set across everything and it's the booster kits that are like randomly generated decks no 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 so if you look, uh, on, so yeah, I mean, I'm confused. So even in the starter decks themselves, right? Yeah. There is everything you need to be able to play for two people. Okay. But okay. there are four unique faction decks of 32 cards each. And so you take two. So I believe that the decks are 64 cards, right? So you take, you pick which two you're going to play and you shove them together and shuffle. And that is your, your deck. Okay. And so, um, so yeah, so even the starter deck kits, and that's one of the things I asked them. Even the starter kits are are unique to each individual person. There are no set cards. Now there are set factions. Again, that's kind of how this works: is that you take two factions, you mix together. That's your your deck. There are set factions, but the factions themselves, um, the actual stats and the the creatures and 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 stuff that you have there are unique. Um, so. Granted, there is an issue of like balance, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is why I think that like the intention, oh, well, the intention of this is to, again, for people to be able to go out there and find cards and factions that work together and, and that are strong and stuff like that. But also just to be able to something that like I can, I can bring to somebody who doesn't play TCGs necessarily or has played TCGs but has never played this. And he goes, hey, look, don't worry about putting a deck together. Let's crack these open. Let's crack these booster packs open. You'll take a faction. I'll take a faction. You'll take a faction. I'll take a faction. We'll put it together. We'll just play and see what happens. This now, reminds so, me of Keyforge yes, from which a while is, back. Yeah, yes. That's what I was saying. Is Keyforge yeah, is the other yeah. one that does kind of that mechanically unique thing. Yeah. Now, the other thing that they do that is super, super interesting is that they entered they have an ongoing story in this world with this card game and at their bigger tournaments and they had one at gen con they introduced and dropped new lore based on 
what happens in these tournaments and what has happened like throughout the year and stuff like that that's cool and so yeah yeah <laughs> that's kind of like that league of legends just like random lore drop <laughs> exactly exactly go ahead kevin how, how is that possible like I, I'm, I like it seems like they're reaching for the heavens here like usually a set takes a certain amount of time to come out right yes so you have say you have big event in january and yeah you know red takes down blue i'm just you know, put yeah. whatever names you want in there um and then you know you got a set coming out in march can how can you how can you do everything you need to do in that amount of time i no idea I, no idea my my yeah no idea maybe it's like a side story you know yeah, there's also there's also some things where like and speaking with him and I think this is an interview as well where he talks about like the community themselves will start talking about things and and, and will mention like basically create their own lore kind of trying to fill in the gaps and stuff like that. And there's been times where he's like, you know, that's not what we were going for, but let's run with it. Let's just go, you know. And so I mean, look, Obviously, yeah, I see it says uh, there's a deck lore section on the website. And it says yep. deck lore is custom tailored lore about one of your Soulforged decks. Players participating in storyline events can immortalize their decks with a custom written short story that will be permanently attached to their registered deck. Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, like I said, this is one of my favorite interviews that I, I did at this point because uh, – and and actually the three I'm going to talk about were my favorites that I did and it part of the reason is is because they were like he was smiling the whole time he was talking about this right like mm. every like you could tell that he loves this industry he loves what he's doing that he's living his dream and stuff like that and that he actually cares you know it's not it's not just it's not just like you know he he does want you said he's reaching for the heavens that's what he's yeah. shooting for right it's so of clear course, of course he's got a lot of ambition yeah yeah exactly of course like things that are super ambitious are super difficult is everything gonna land no right um right. but he seems and the company seems super passionate about their fans and about their product and uh it i mean it's i i played this game before i had fun playing it when i demoed it at pax unplugged if I hadn't spent so much money already at, at PAX Unplugged, I would have bought it then. Me and uh, Mike oh, we, went, went and played it, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, me, me and you had a discussion because there was like a tournament that day, and my wife was standing there like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> and so, um, but uh, I'm glad to have it now. And, and honestly, it was one of those things where like just sitting down and talking with him and and doing the interview with them and seeing how passionate it was and, and some of the different ideas they've got going on. And, and honestly, like, I can't understand I feel like this digital component is like a massive thing, uh, that got me super excited. And I was like, I, I have to have it. And so that yeah, was my, it's like, it, it's, it feels like the future, but it also feels like I don't understand the vision. And until I understand the vision, I can't like grade it. Right. Cause yeah, you know, I am very much like a traditional trading card game player where like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take some from that interview, but like yeah. I want to get the best cards, put them together, go play and like win big events take yeah. it down and, you know, get the, the glory and the whatever. 
And this is like LARPing in a way. <laughs> so um, I will I will agree with you that like I obviously there are people who, who play as competitively because they held a tournament and they had enough entries and stuff like that to run the tournament and stuff like that. So there are people that are out there playing this competitively. I don't understand quite yet how that actually works in practice because the yeah. fact I like is it a matter and hey maybe this is just a great marketing thing where like those guys are your whales right because those guys are the ones that go out and buy a ton of booster packs because they're trying to get a deck and and trying to gamble and roll that dice to get a mm. deck that is mechanically strong you know mm. um but i also it's think like, it's yeah, like pokemon ahead. ivs it's like you can keep hatching the eggs over and over and over, just trying to get the right. Yep. Like you might have the way Ivy's used to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I will say though that I think this is part of it being ambitious. It is trying to get everybody right. Um, it is trying to, like I said, it's trying to get a casual player who can just pick this up, not have to worry mm -hmm. about deck building. Cause I, I do believe, and this has been my experience with like you know helping build a scene with you at the local store and stuff like that. Is that like deck building is that next hurdle, right? Is that like, that's when you start going from, okay, I, I understand how to play this game to, I understand this game. Right. Right. And so being able to kind of just take that step out, I think does open it up to make it more accessible. And especially if you're going to then have this digital component and stuff like that, like, I think it just, again, it just makes things much, much easier. Um, I'm very interested to try. Yeah, because I was like, I tell you, like with One Piece for me, for the longest time, I would look at deck lists for people that won tournaments and be like, why isn't this working for me? Mm -hmm. Like this, this person won tournaments with this, like yeah. ten matches in a row. I can't even win one. And it's trash. because, well, no, because I'm trash. <laughs> 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 uh, but no, because it, 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 there is a bit of like your personal play style that does go into it. Yeah, uh, at the mm -hmm. end of the day, and so it's like if yeah. you can take if you can take that away and then concentrate on pure mechanics yeah. of learning the game and how to get better. I, th I think that goes a long way. Yeah, because right. I've been playing Marvel Snap. I I got Thanos, <laughs> and I just play all the Infinity Stones because I want to draw a bunch of cards, and that's not how you play Thanos <laughs> at all. <laughs> so. All right, so moving on to another interview that I did. So to go from this game where it is kind of hard to wrap your mind around what it is they're, they're trying to, or how it is they're going to accomplish that, to something that is, I think, much easier to explain and much easier to compare to another existing product. And that is the audio game, which I am going to switch out. And I made it upside down. You don't have to worry about making it upside down this time, below. Ooh. Okay, so this is the audio game by Wilder. So I got to sit down and, and talk with them about this. And so what this game is, is you guys have played Cards Against Humanity, right? Or Apples to Apples, anything of yeah. that nature. Yes. So you are presented with a, a prompt, right? And then everybody else is dealt some cards. And on the cards, it has text right as responses then you go ahead and you pick the one that you think is good is the funniest and you pit it face down right very so far are you with me very much cards against humanity mm -hmm. the difference here though is that instead of flipping over and revealing the cards you use their app to scan the qr code on the back which then plays a sound bite of the answer okay um hence it being the audio game so one of the things i sat down and talked to him about was like okay 
how does it run me through how it works exactly and he said that they've had this idea for a little while and obviously you know we walk around the show floor there at gen con and you see games that are iterations that are building upon the foundations before right so this is clearly building on upon that party game and he said that we thought that this gave it an element that took it to the next level it also did, did the thing where like one your first time playing through you're not going to know how the delivery of these cards come out right in the sound bikes you haven't heard them before so uh there is that element of surprise and stuff like that there's also the element of like it's not being sometimes in cards against humanity the person reveals the answer and like their delivery of it is bad right so it also takes that away um now he said that they had the idea for a while but the problem was like how do we get the sound bites out there okay they had first tested out with just having the qr codes and not having the companion app and the time it took basically for people to scan these qr codes go to a website and then the sound come up it was just too much of a delay right and so it just like kind of sucked the air out of it they also at one point thought about like somehow including a physical player inside it that would mm. would play it they were able to finalize this app where he says that basically because everything is already stored on the app you scan the qr code and it instantaneously plays next thing i asked them was okay that's awesome these sound bites are they from things we've heard about right is are they recognizable sound bites did you get voice actors and so this is the portion of the interview and, and this one i i'm not quite done editing but will hopefully be coming out as well this is the part where he kind of sucked me in right he talks about it and he says we went out and we did some licensing and got some like sound clips from tiktok videos some like meme culture sound bits right all right cool that that that's great that's smart right especially if you can get one that's like recognizable and you can it's an easy marketing campaign you know um he goes we also got some voice actors for uh, a good chunk of them let me see if it says on the back of here i think yes there are uh 360 audio reply cards in there so there's 360 sound clips in this and he goes we got some some voice actors and then he he drops the 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 best one on me he goes and then some of them are just like personal clips he goes there's a clip in there that is from my elderly grandpa yelling at my brother and it is honestly probably the most vulgar clip we have in this game now this game is this game is 17 plus it is aimed at adults and he goes he goes there are some clips that we had of some audio that we had of my grandfather that we can't like i can't pit in the game there's just no way uh we we could release it and he said that's part of it too is that like once again like there's a a personal aspect there's like a love poured into this and there is the fact that like he just wanted to have fun with his friends and, and have something else to do and so um they did have some audio clips playing on the show floor as well like you could go up and you could scan it with the they had their app up and their speaker and and, and stuff like that and mm -hmm. uh and people were coming up and they were selling like a they he said that they were pretty much selling all day every day because it is something that people recognize you know because I, I don't know if there's anybody out there that hasn't played cards against humanity you go to target 
and there is like a dedicated Cards Against Humanity section yeah. that is like three shelves, you know, five feet across each one. All right. Um, that demos really well too. Like you can Im- immediately see what makes it special. Yep. Actually, I was, gonna, yeah. I was actually going to ask, like, was it at least easy to hear the clips? Because okay. Of the show floor. Yes. So. At the show floor, it was super easy to hear the clips because they were super loud. Okay. okay. The other thing, the other thing is mm-hmm. that the prompts and the clips weren't ones that were actually in the game, which I appreciated because I'm like, I, I, I'm gonna buy this. I don't want like some of these, you know. Yeah. Um, and they were definitely like caught me a little bit off guard because when I went to do the interview and I had done my research on the game, the one thing I missed was that it was a 17 and up. So when he plays that first clip and it came out kind of foul, I was like, oh, okay. This is, uh, this is what we're getting ourselves into. There's actually probably times during the interview where you'll hear some of the clips in the background. Uh, he even asked me, he's like, do you want me to tell him to turn down? And I was like, no, 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 just let them ride. Like, I, I love these randomly playing in the background. Um, and so I, the other thing I asked him is like, okay, um, where can people get this? You know, like, uh, is this available in retail now? Is it at stores? And they are available in Target, actually. Um, you can go and, and get it now. Um, and that's one of the things we talked about as well, is that, like, it's kind of crazy. Like, when people ask me who are getting into the board games and stuff like that, like, where they should go look and stuff like that, the first thing I tell them is, like, okay, well, see if you have a local, you know, game shop and stuff. But if not, Target has honestly the best selection of board games and they invest heavily in their like their buyers for for target like do their research and invest heavily to the point where they've even gone out and asked companies to make different versions and of their games because they thought it would be more accessible and, and easier to sell to their companies stuff like that and he said that yeah that partnership has been great that they are like super awesome and they're great and giving them like the dedicated space they need and stuff like that um but it was definitely like, like I said, uh, it was, again, one of those things where like you could hear the passion in his voice. You could, and, and then hearing the fact that there's a personal touch and stuff, um, that's the kind of stuff that like, that's my favorite part of doing these interviews and, and being at Gen Con is talking to these people who are passionate about it. Um, and so that interview was awesome and hopefully that will be out soon. Again, little disclaimer, because I was doing all the production and I am just on-screen talent, okay? Mm-hmm. Audio, not quite the best. Found out it's, later that it's his- It's not easy, is yeah, it? <laughs> found, found out later that his lapel mic was turned to the side a little bit. So he's a little bit lower than I am. I think in the future, oh. we're, we're, so we're gonna talk about what audio solution I used after the show, Blah. It, okay. It's awesome. Um, it's not cheap, uh, but it's awesome. And in the future, I'm just gonna have people hold it like, like a little microphone. Cause I think that'll yeah. just be easier oh, yeah, on, a, on, a, on a busy convention floor like that. That's usually um, the go-to. And, uh, but yeah, so again, that's the audio game by Wilder. Um, check it out at Target. And uh, I'm excited to, to crack that open and, and play it with some people and, and see all the audio clips. And listen, I can't, I haven't played it yet. So I can't speak to whether or not like the jokes land or not. Mm. Um, I'm honestly just excited to get to the clips to try to figure out like, oh, this is his grandfather yelling at his brother. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he was 100% I, right. I have to buy a birthday present for a friend's party this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, 
hmm, okay, he likes board games. Maybe this yep. is a good social one yeah. to grab. So I right. just got a sale there. Nice. I wonder if, you, right. if there's a way to add more audio. So I think more. I think that was one of the things that we were that we talked about is that like it leaves itself open to expansions because they would just have to update the app, you know. Um, and so I mean I have to imagine that depends on the actual success of the game and how well it does and stuff like that. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Let's talk about UVS games and my experience at the convention with them and playing in the tournament and, and basically everything surrounding UVS games uh, at this weekend. So, yes. Uh, I know I had stepped away when you talked about getting your promos, but like, what was the deal with the promos? Was it just like, you're only supposed to get one for visiting the booth? Like, how did you secure all six? Okay, so UVS games, the way that those promos worked is that they had a basically a checklist of things that you had to do in order to get, uh, all six, okay? It was, they made it super, super simple for attendees. Uh, fill out a survey. Show that you have a UGN account, which is what they use to organize the, uh, organize play. Follow, show that you're following them on social media. Take a picture of the booth and, and tag them in it. And maybe like one other thing, right? And you were able to get all six promos. Okay. You could also, yeah, there's my, there's, there's yeah, one, of my, one of my posts. Yeah. Uh, That's my guy. I, I, uh, I, you could also buy, if you spent a certain amount of money at the booth, you were able to get uh, a promo from there as well, right? For every, I think it was like 40 bucks spent or something like that, 40 or 45. And so the play mats that they were selling that were Gen Con exclusives were exactly the amount that you needed to spend. And so I got one for me and for TJ. So I was able to get a couple more that way. Um, I mentioned earlier that I met up with my contact from UVS Games, who was super, super nice. Met up with him. He gave me the whole spiel about what they were doing there and stuff like that. And I told him, I was like, that's great. I've already taken some pictures and, and, and a little bit of video and stuff uh, of around the booth. Uh, I was hoping that maybe I could do some more content actually talk to somebody and, and do like an interview or whatever and he's like yeah give me a second he walks around the booth and then comes back and goes so all the adults are gone <laughs> and uh which is the one thing about about uvs games and stuff for better or worse like they've they're a smaller company and they feel like it right like it feels like these people are are your friend you know like they're part of the community and and everybody i talked to there is like has been super super nice you know and so uh that response made me laugh but also wasn't wholly unexpected knowing what i know about them and stuff like that so unfortunately i wasn't able to um get uh an interview with anybody there this time okay um i was able to talk about what they brought to the and what they were showing off so the first thing they were showing off is uh they were talking about the change from Jasco games to UVS games, right? Which along with it came a redesign of the cards. So the card backs are now different. The layouts of the cards are now different in order to showcase more of the art, which I mean, 
for the three of us who play these games, that's always a good thing, right? The more art, the better, you know? Um, they also showed off their challenger series. As long as the series. art doesn't suck. As long as the art doesn't suck, correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, they also showed off the challenger series, right? Where, for those who don't know, uh, UVS Universus is a, in the My Hero card game. The My Hero card game is an iteration of Universus, which is a, used to be Universus fighting system where the original idea was taking these multiple IPs, your favorite IPs, mixing them together in a deck and then having them play against each other. So at one point there was a Mega Man IP, there was a Mortal Kombat IP, and you were able to play, you know, these characters from Cut Man against, you know, um, yeah, you Hakusho. Right? Yes. A very long list, yeah. And so what they're trying to do and bring back with the Challenger series is they have these two pre-constructed decks, right? With uh two characters each, right? As basically like leaders and stuff like that. That are one is from Cowboy Bebop and one is from Trigun Stampede. So the theme kind of being these two space cowboy animes, right? One old, one new. Yeah. Yes, right. And so kind of bringing that to kind of introduce when they can't release a full set, right? Or or what do they call them? Do they call them flagships? Ah, I'm trying to remember the exact terminology. But well, so their intention is to have like my hero is a flagship product, the same way that like cell phones have their flagship models, right? That's their um that's their main format right now right is is my hero mm. they have all these different ips that they can work with that are not necessarily big enough to build an entire format around right to release multiple sets of okay or even release a full set necessarily okay but that they can they can release these pre-con decks you know and so that is kind of the intention of the the challenger series is to give something people a starting off point similar to the starter decks in my hero but also to be able to give these fans of these different ips that they have access to something right and to kind of like branch out and and honestly i think it's genius because you get people who like are huge cowboy bebop fans right who then pick up these decks for the art for the cards in there and then play it and fall in love with the game system right and i mean that opens the door and then they go okay well is there a way that I can continue to play like with this, with my Cowboy Bebop cards? Okay, yeah, we have, you know, retro or sta standard, right? What is it? Standards with this, what's standard, the, yeah. Standards with that format card. Yeah, we have standard. It actually, they just announced today that uh, at Nationals, they're going to have a big standard side event, which is like their big, their first standard event in a, a very long time. Yeah. And so that is kind of their way of like, being able to introduce that format back and getting these different IPs going up against each other. And it's through these uh, Challenger series. Now, the other thing that Universes had going on this that weekend was the... Wait, before you go away from the Challenger, did sure. you see the Challenger deck at all? I got to see... Oh, man. I might have... Let me see if I have the pictures on here. I got right. to see um, the... Oh uh, no, they're on my camera that I'm currently using. I did get to see the uh I got to the see two, two leaders, cards. The, two, the two leaders. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, Nash and um I forget the other one's name. And Spike. Like, Spike, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so oh. um they also did have the playmats there. I now own 
each playmat because yeah. as part of the regional license exam, uh, which I'm going to talk about next, um, I was able to get those. And I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. I had never heard of Trigun Stampede prior to this. And I went ahead and started watching episodes of it as soon as I like, you know, left Gen Con and stuff like that. And just because the art on that playmat was like, this seems like something I'd be into. And so far, I'm liking it. Um, I'm had you heard of the original maybe. Trigun? I had not. I know that there's some controversy okay. between people who love the original and, and Stampede and people not loving the art of Stampede. Naturally. Uh, yeah. I like the art of Stampede. It reminds me of like a cleaner version of kind of like what Ruby does. Um, and yeah. so, yeah. And so I like that. Um, but I know that there's yeah. some people that aren't, aren't thrilled about it. I'm also, and this is going to get me hung, but I don't love Cowboy Bebop. Um, I know that's I, never, I still I haven't never, watched it. I never watched uh, okay. it. So okay, cool. I'm a, I'm a good company then. <laughs> yes. I'm a yeah. good company. Uh, I've watched, I think, half of it. And uh, I, I mean, it's fine. I just, I maybe I'm just not at the point that, like, you know anyway um so right. yes so that was that was kind of what they were showing off at the convention right it's the challenger series the new art direction and just the whole rebranding from jasco games to um uvs games. games yes um and their bright orange logo and their booth their booth actually was very reminiscent of like a nickelodeon booth because it's that same shade of orange um so the regional license exam my hero has uh bigger tournaments that are like that are regionals okay and on the line at, at regional is an invite to nationals it's also where they kind of have honestly their best promos are at regionals and stuff like that promotional arts and at this one there was 167 people registered i think 171 i believe was okay. the final number 171 people registered. So it's for them, that's a, a bigger event. Now, I know that One Piece also had, you know, events being held at Gen Con and One stuff like that. One Piece had a ridiculous amount. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how they did it because they did Digimon at the same time. Yep. And so, <laughs> and so they hold, what is it, like for a season, right, for, for regionals, something like that. And so this is my first in-person one. I've done webcam, webcam, webcam ones a season don't they is it oh more than i'm sorry i thought you were asking below about one Piece. oh no 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 no, no. Yeah, you got it. um and so i've done webcam ones before i've streamed the webcam ones here on the site and on the twitch channel this is my first time doing one in person now kevin had told me beforehand that like i was gonna love doing an in-person one you know oh yeah They're and fun. i i went and ryan because Ryan has made top cuts before and stuff like that. And because Ryan is a Yu-Gi-Oh pro and some of these people have played Yu-Gi-Oh and passed and know him and stuff like that. I, I sat down and I, I, I got to meet and talk with, uh, Mitchell Simino, right. Who made top cuts. I think he was top eight, right. Um, uh, yeah. Top eight is I think it's where it's stuff like that. And super nice guy, you know, um, talked to Andrew Holder came down and sat down for a little bit who actually ended up winning the whole event. Like everybody there, super, super nice, you know, yes. like, I, I, I think, I think that every, for the most part, 97% of people that I've played against online that I've met through this game and stuff like that have been super, super nice. I think the community is super, super welcoming. Okay. I think there are some aspects that aren't that welcoming. I think 
honestly that the official discord kind of sucks um and it's kind of one of those things where i feel like you know you uh i feel like it's one of those things where like i feel like you get these guys individually in person and they're much different than like together online anyway uh everybody i met super super nice had a great time this was supposed to start saturday at 10 a.m hmm. we get there 9 30 they're like oh we're running a little bit behind the event doesn't start the event starts two and a half hours late okay jeez That's which That's... which which for an event being held at a convention right where yeah. people are traveling over there for not just this i can understand it when it's just yeah. like it's separate from a convention and stuff like that like but people were traveling not just for this and if people are participating in this, then they have their whole day planned out, right? They have their time. They know, you know, they're expecting this to start at a time and then a time. Okay. Wait, wait, can I just clarify one thing? Yes. Uh, this is a best of three per round, right? Correct. Yeah. It is hour oh long my rounds. God. It's hour long rounds. This is an eight round tournament that day. Okay. And so, I thought the, the event hall closed at six. Okay. So the event hall closes <laughs> okay. at six. <laughs> this, okay. this tournament is being held in the stadium where the Colts play. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so the stadium itself did not close mm -hmm. at six. Um, and they were allowed to keep the doors open. Now I've got an appointment, which I'm going to talk about next. Okay. That is very important to me. Okay. Like a potentially once in a lifetime opportunity for me. Yeah. Rob, okay? Rob had to ask, to, okay. to be part of this like one. Uh, yes yes <laughs> you have to and write so, an email <laughs> yes oh an yes. email i wrote multiple i wrote multiple okay but you wrote three uh, emails i i so so i had this and so i'm already i'm already stressed out because i'm like this is two hours i was like you know what best case That's scenario crazy. i get rinsed first two rounds and then i just can leave early you know and there's no oh, shot geez. um yeah. of course i played just well enough the whole day to kind of keep me there until almost the very end. It's bad enough that they started two hours late, right? They implemented mandatory lunch breaks, which fine, I get it, right? And so we did two rounds and then had a lunch break, which is kind of weird considering that you've already been two hours late. We, we played for two hours and then we got to go back and get lunch. Like most people grabbed food while they were waiting. Anyway, fine. My problem came... And I think that I'm not uh, other people I was with were much more critical of this, but it's two hours late. That already gives it a look of like, Hey, this isn't very professional. Right. Mm, mm. And we need to understand that these RLEs are not run by universes. Okay. Um, they, they are run by card shops. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. I understand that this community is small, okay? I understand that outside of me, most of these people know each other, okay? The people running this event, besides it starting two hours late, for whatever reason, thought it was a good idea to banter and do inside jokes and all kinds of things in between the rounds as well so now instead of taking an hour and then 10 minutes for overtime if everybody needs the 10 minutes right 
and then another what's webcams usually what four minutes later right we get pairings five minutes later right yeah right after yeah yeah we're getting 10 15 minutes in between rounds because mm. these guys are these guys are just like it it, it it felt like it. look i don't i don't know these guys and i don't know if this is how normally these things are run and stuff like that but it was just like it felt a little bit like when a bridesmaid gives a speech that is just way too long and you know it's because she loves the sound of her own voice right we've all been to weddings we've all been to weddings she's on like, her, she's on her third inside story yes, about the bride yes, yes and you're just like yes, nobody yes, cares yes and listen i've i've been to some i've been to some where best men have been terrible as well you know it's it's supposed it's Short it's, and sweet. it's people yeah it's exactly it's yeah. it's it's they like the sign of their own voice they think that they are funnier than they are and they think that everybody's loving they're just not reading the room i mean i one of the people I was with, I'm not going to name names. One of the people I was with went over to like Universe's booth the next day and was like, yo, you guys need an adult in the room because like that was just like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to play in that kind of environment. I don't want to do that. Like we're already running late and now we're wasting mm. even more time and not for nothing. I found out later that there were people who like, this was their first event that they, they had ever played in, you know? We, weirdly enough, we had a local this past week who's, who came to our shop for the first time. And she, I recognized her from Gen Con because one, uh, there's like, out of the 171 people, there's like 13 women maybe, right? Two, she's got an accent, okay? And so I go, I introduce myself and then I'm like, I hear her talk and I'm like, wait, were you at Gen Con? And she's like, yeah. She did a demo at Gen Con, right? She picked up some cards. She played in the RLE like a straight gangster, you know, Damn. having just learned the game and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if that was, I mean, this was my first in-person event, right? But if that was my first exposure to this game, I'd be like, I'm not, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm never coming to this, like something like this again, you know? Right. And so, um, and granted, listen, I had a great time playing. All my opponents were, 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 Almost all my opponents were super, super nice. And I, I enjoyed playing against and stuff like I mean, come on, listen, this it's a hundred you know, not everybody is gonna be like, you know, you're gonna yeah. vibe with. Um so, but so, it was yeah, it was an awesome time, except for like and granted, I'm also stressed out because I've got somewhere I've gotta be and stuff like that. So it's just irking me even more. But and and I kept it to myself until I talked to some other people that were just like, Yeah, that was ridiculous, you know? Yeah. No, because I, I mean, I, I, I get it at the end of the day. It, it's like, yes, these card tournaments can take anywhere between seven to like eight hours to, to play through if you're going to make it all the way to the end. Yeah. But like, and so some folks know that's what their entire day is going to be. But like, yeah. even, if, even if you were like, okay, maybe I don't even make it all the way, but I play 50, 60% of it. It's like I had plans to do other things at the end. And it's like, you're traveling all this distance or that and like not respecting that for people, that, that kind so, of sucks. Right, and I think that's what really got me is that yeah. like, you, you started two hours late, you said that they didn't let you into the venue until 7 a.m. I don't know what's involved in actually setting up for these things. Like, yeah. that's fine. If that wasn't enough time, like, I get it. What, what, what got me so, upset yeah. was the feeling of like, now you're wasting all this time in between we're not being efficient here. Like that's, it's, it's literally an hour in, in the amount of rounds I played. It was literally like an hour plus that was wasted. That didn't have to be wasted. 
So uh, I went to Kansas City for mm-hmm. the regional in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And Kansas City was run by the same store. Uh, okay. And yeah, um, I don't feel the need to tiptoe around who we're talking about. So Miles Tyler is uh, the, who, the guy who runs Legendary Wolf Games. And he's a great guy. Love him. Uh, so awesome. Very generous guy. Um, and does a great job of taking care of, you know, everybody who comes to uh, an event, his store or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got blessed with a new store out there. Absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, no, when we were at Kansas city, uh, I, he, I see where you're, I see exactly what you're talking about. Cause they're like universes like two seconds ago, right before COVID hit was this niche game Mm -hmm. where everybody in there had been there for a long time. They all, they all know the inside jokes. They all know each other and they're all like this, this fraternity. Yeah. Um, so, and Miles is the guy where I think that, you know, where you see him kind of grandstanding a little bit is like, look at me, look at me. I think f- from his perspective, he's like, yo, I need to put on a show and I need everyone to have a good time. And as the game grows, I do agree that he needs to understand that that's not what we came for. <laughs> the people who uh, who are not, like I'm sure he made a joke about Sean O'Brien, who runs Rochester CCG at some point. Listen, um, I uh, like all these names are foreign to me, so like I couldn't even tell you what what he was joking about, what he's bantering about, and stuff like okay. that. Okay, but um, yeah, like the, the especially the new players who, which mm-hmm. is what Gen Con is for, mm-hmm. have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I totally see your point. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that like he wasn't, he didn't come off as like. I think the best, like I said, I think the best way to put it is that it just like there was a lot about it that just didn't feel like a didn't feel like a big event because it wasn't yeah. like it didn't feel appropriate or or professional, right? Yeah. And like this yeah. is supposed to be one year bigger events. I mean, not for nothing. And granted, one hundred and sixty, you know, one hundred seventy one people versus the the twenty people we get for a PSC, right? Mm-hmm. But like we run the events. We run our events a much smaller scale, but we also like, I think we do a good job about it because we're just like, all right, we're, you have a couple minutes in between. We're going on to the next. Like you have a couple minutes in between. You go on. And we force lunch yeah. breaks too. When, when we have enough people yeah. and the rounds are long, like, and we I, listen, I, I, again, you know, yes. if, like if no one wanted the lunch break, exactly. Speak, yep. You know? And so, and the other thing is that, and, and the other thing about this event is that, and this isn't a, a legendary wolf games problem. This, this is a universe's games problem is that these events have all been listed with uh, participation promo cards associated with them. And they have three different character promo cards for the RLEs this season. And each in-person event was designated with a character. And then the webcam ones are random, okay, for what you get. Part of the reason I signed up for the Gen Con one, right, and I, I would have done it anyway, but one of the things I was most excited for was Asui, a character, one of my favorite characters from the show and a character that I play, was listed as the promotional participation card. And then at sign-in, they're just like, oops, wrong box. And it wasn't Asui. That that pissed me off. I... Yeah. That's messed up, in my opinion. Yeah. Wait, uh, so... 
Oh my god. Okay, hold up. So, okay, in the future, tell me this. I'm gonna email some people okay. to make sure to see what yeah. we can do here. But yeah. Okay. Wait. So, so they gave you what? Like just everything. We else? got we got Ochacos. That's what it was. So they still gave us a character, but it was not the character that had been listed. And like I know most of the people there aren't like they didn't go because of Asui, and I'm one of like maybe one, you know. But like, but that's, still. that's my favorite character, right? And like, yeah. that's the card I wanted. That's I, I was super excited about. And so now we're starting two hours late. That the, the, character's the part, not there. It's just like, uh, the, you know. Yeah. The part that stings about that for me is because like, you know, I talked to all these people around the coast. And yeah. the number one problem with growing the game is that stores worked with universes in the past and they felt Mickey Mouse. And they didn't feel like, they had enough people to respond to their needs and they yeah. were they didn't give callbacks they didn't give emails back it was just it didn't feel like they were up to snuff to support this game mm. and that's a problem that just feels like nothing's changed mm-hmm. even though i know i know a ton has changed i know, i know all the things they've done behind the scenes but yeah ugh, wrong box yeah is anyone do you have a checklist what's going on I, I, yeah I and and don't listen. I I think a lot of the talk in this segment about universes games and stuff like that. Some of it has tinged on the negative. I do want to say that like I had a blast playing. I I continue to think that the community, like especially meeting them in person, stuff like that, playing with people online and stuff like that. I think, I think again, some of these people have been together for a long time. They have their inside jokes and stuff like that. I think there are some times where like it feels a little bit exclusionary, and you know, one of the things that early on when when Nationals came around, actually, uh, or not Nationals, when the Hero League Championship came around um, at the beginning of the year, and it was Broberg, right, who who won and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing in the Discord somebody, in the official Discord, somebody writing and talking about how they're so glad that it's like an old school UFS player and not somebody who just picked it up because of my hero. And I was like, that is like kind of a crappy thing to say when you're trying to grow the community and the game and stuff like that. And there are times where it feels a little bit like that, right? Um, But when you, like I said, when you play against these people in webcam, when you meet them in person, like 99% of the people is so nice. The community is so like, Every single one of them is always when I first started out and now I try to do the same. When I first started out, people are like, and they found out I was new. They're like, hey, message me anytime. You need cards. I'll try to find you cards and help you out and stuff like that. Like everybody wants everybody else to have fun playing the game and say the game because everybody who plays this game and gets into it loves this game, you know? Yeah. And yeah, so we were, at, uh, we were at the last door championship and mm-hmm. uh, Russell went out to lunch with me and the Baltimore crew mm-hmm. and um, they were just like, giving him all the information he, he'd ever asked for. Like, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. what about this? What happened with that? And they were just yeah. like giving him you know, not just stories, but also like, you know, this is why this symbol is good over that symbol. And like, you know, this character, I think we look at it this way. And it was so cool. Just like, they're just like in, in straight helpful mode. So it was really cool. Yeah. So and everybody uh, does that. Yeah. And so again, I love this game. I love the community. I, and I also like, when I've sat down and talked with people from universities games and stuff like that, like they all, they're all like super friendly, super open uh, about like communicating and, 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 and actually like answering questions and stuff like that. And, uh, and they all seem like they want this game to grow just as much as I do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to say all that. I, I 
do think that like I think it's a huge bummer that as somebody who this was their first event and stuff like that, that like this is what was put out there. And I do mm -hmm. think that like that, like you said, we should ask Sky how she felt about it. Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. A Sky, yeah. I do want to ask her again. Maybe it's just that me and the and a couple other people I were with are just like jaded and older, and and it's just like you know, right? Uh, yeah, because like, obviously it didn't turn her off because she showed up to exactly. to the shop, yeah, and played. Um, yeah. It, it would suck if the person next to her also was from our area and didn't show up. Yeah, right, right. Uh, anyway. Um, but also, it kind of sucks because I know you were very busy that weekend. Yes. Yeah. And the number one thing I loved about the Kansas City Regional that that same store put on mm. was everything else they did besides the main event. Like, they gave away so much product. They had such good side events and all that. Yeah. And I think, were you a little too busy for that stuff? Okay. Or so, I did go back the next day. So, they did go around and, and listen, credit to them, right? If I was a newer player and stuff like that. Actually, if I wasn't a TO... And then I have a very good local scene for, for, you know, very good relative to like what some of the other people are dealing with who play this game. Mm. Um, they went around and like every round we're dropping off plus ultras, right? From different sets. I mean, they gave out, I mean, we give out a lot at our, our PSCs, you know, um, but they gave out like kind of on par with what we give out and stuff like that, which is mm. a, 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 a giant haul and stuff like that. But, you know, and, and every person I sat down and played with, I was just like, here you go, you know, like, I yeah. to at my store. I have a million of these. Like here you go, and everybody was super, uh, you know, excited and happy about it and stuff like that because they don't have the kind of scene that we have. Like, you know, we have a a, a yeah a, a great scene. You know, we're in the middle as far as like attendance is concerned for our store with some other games and stuff like that. But like for this game, where we we have a, a big scene. You know, yeah. For this game, it's very good if you have if if you reliably. Mm -hmm. can go in on thursday and not play the people you played last thursday yeah is that that's you're yep. doing pretty well yep and so um and then i did go the second day for the side events the, the thing is is that like this is at a convention right and so mm -hmm. like there are other things to do besides show up for these side events and so when i went for the side events it just like there wasn't enough people to do the team side event which is what me ryan and calvin wanted to do and stuff like that uh, and then yeah. we got there a little bit late for the the standard uh dragon horde dragon horde yeah that yeah. event and so dragon um, is so fun i got screwed out of it anyway <laughs> <laughs> um but like i said i mean i i still at the end of the day had a great time although it did make me two hours late for the uh, appointment and event I had, and uh, how that how that go? What's so the, what, what we're gonna talk about that right now. Okay. Rob, uh, gonna, oh, you, Rob, oh, you see gonna, that? You see Rob, that, that cliffhanger you left me yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, Rob's gonna work for an email. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So a little behind the scenes. Uh, I get. Bilal hooks it up, get, gets me the press badge for myself and for him. He was supposed to go with me and stuff like that. He does all the hard work um, and he's like, hey, we need to set up your email and stuff. Like, let's figure out what we can do that so that you can get all the press people reaching out. Because that's how I was able to schedule the interviews, right? Is from these emails, is from these PR companies reaching out to me. Now, this podcasts we haven't done a podcast we haven't been on the channel in in, in two plus months because i something very major came up i in had my life. family yeah, yeah. and so so 
it was also difficult for us to kind of link up to kind of get the the email situated right we start it gets close to the to gen con we start aggressively being like hey we need to get this email set up because <laughs> I, I want to set up these things and i want to get these and so through some trial and error and some back and forth we were able to get it to work it was giving us a hard time i have all these emails waiting for me right so i go through i start setting up the interviews i want to do and i see an interview from disney pr I, I just I just I just want to say this. Yeah. I get this. I'm spo supposed to be getting the same emails that Rob's getting in my inbox, but the problem is some of mine go directly to spam because just mm -hmm. the way my filter works. Mm -hmm. And since Rob's is new, everything is going straight to his inbox. Yes. And so I go and look, and it is an invite to a press-only Lorcana event at Bodhi Thai uh, Bistro. Right? So an offsite bar slash restaurant. I see the email July 23rd or so. The RSVP was July 18th was the last day to RSVP. So I've missed my window. <laughs> so I am very mad at Bilal at this point. I feel like absolute <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, I tell Bilal and Bilal's like, Bilal's like, just email them. Like, just, just email them and see. Like, it's just one more person. And so I emailed them, right? And then uh, I, don't, I don't get a response, you know? And so I'm like, okay, it's, it's, it is what it is. And then I think I'm, I think it's the morning of or the day before I'm going to leave the flight. And I'm like, you know what? There's another email that's slightly different mm -hmm. on this RSVP that says, like, if you have any questions or anything, like, email this, right? It's the exact same except, like, th one thing is off, right? Different. So I'm like, I'm, who cares? What's the worst that happens? Yeah. Like, they think I'm annoying and I get black. Like, who cares, you know? And uh, I'm <laughs> we'll like. We'll create a different email. We'll, yeah, we'll, right, 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 right. we'll create yeah. a new email. <laughs> uh, who sends yeah. two emails? Yeah, Fuck. yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I don't know who Roberto is. I'm Roberto. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, uh, my sister and I have been talking about the water boy a lot lately. <laughs> and you know, there's that line in there where his dad shows up and he goes, it's me, your daddy, Roberto. Anyway. Um, so I send the email to that email address. I'm like, Hey, like I had something going on. That's why I missed the RCP. I'm literally the only one from our site covering Gen Con. I know that this is a huge and a great opportunity. I, if there's any way that like I can uh, get added to the list, right? Or if there's any other opportunities for coverage, like please just let me know, you know? Because even if they would have been like, look, we can't get you into this thing, but you can come by and do a demo or something, right? I would have been happy. Thursday, I get there. I get the email that says, yes, Saturday night, your name is on the list. Hope everything is okay with everything else you got going on and stuff like that. Um, can you just confirm some details for me? Okay. So the big event that I'm stressing out is this invite only Lorcana event. And now I'm stressing even more because I have seen for the past th two and a half days the excitement and the craze that's going on around Lorcana. You know, I think I, I, I think I even messaged you at one point. I'm like, so, so you lining up? And you're like, fuck no. No, I mean, yeah, I'm not lining up for 16 <laughs> yeah. hours. Like, no. Um, also, when when you release this video, please bleep that, that. because okay. they have very specific rules about okay. about covering their products. Um, I have the paper <clears throat> right here, and uh, that part is not going to fly. Anyway, 
Um, yeah. So I go. I'm two hours late. I like it. It. I'm like the bar doesn't even look like it's open anymore, right? This party is supposed to be from seven thirty to eleven. I get there a little bit before nine thirty. And I, I go up to the guy at the door. He's like, you here for this event? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what's your name? I give my name. He checks list. He's like, all right, go in right into that door. I go in. The bar is like, I mean, it's dead. You know, it's like PR people. And then there maybe was 12 non-PR people there. Right. So I'm like, like I've, like, I've missed my opportunity, you know, like to get anything done here really outside of like, they gave me some stuff, right? Which I will, you know, you know lay out and show out and, and talk about. And I sit down at the bar and I'm like, you know, the cocktails are free. Let's go, right? <laughs> so I get a cocktail. I knock it back. I order another one. And I'm like, let me go. I asked the, I'm talking to the bartender and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, was it busy earlier? He's like, yeah, it was swamped. Like 730, this place was packed. He's like, but people didn't stay that long, you know? Um, and what they had there is they had like a display table that kind of showed all the products you go and, and take pictures of, which I, I do have some, some pictures of and stuff. And they also had like a, when you first walked in, they gave you a bag that had some swag in it and some product in it. And they were like, here's a quest list. You have to get these cards by trading with the other attendees. I look around and she goes, she goes, if you're not able to complete the quest, come anyway. I'll still give you your prize. And I'm like, all right, thank you. You know, like, um, and then they also had like a, a photo booth thing that I was planning on going and doing, right? Basically, you get a, a picture of yourself as Lord Connor card. And so it was very like, I mean, the, 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 the bar was very nice. It was very like what I assume these press parties are like, you know? Um, but again, it's like basically dead. So he says, yeah, it was packed. People left. And so I'm like, all right, let me go look around because I know the play area is outside, outdoors. So I walk outdoors with my cocktail and I see some people at the table and like everybody's partnered up. Yeah. Oh, quick question. Yes. What are Disney themed cocktails? Yes. They were all based around the different, uh, there was the Enigma, there was the Inventor, there was like, yes, they were all themed. Okay. I also got macaroons that were six macaroons each different colors and flavors and they were based on the different inks right so there was like an amethyst uh, amethyst there was a steel there was an amber and they were delicious you, you know you know you ate like 20k worth of macaroons right there oh yeah 100 if i could have just froze them yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no um so i go to the back and I, you know people are playing and they're all paired off and stuff like that and then i go over and i see there's one gentleman wearing a Robinsberger t-shirt and stuff like that. And he's talking to somebody else and the, and the person's asking him questions and stuff like that. And I'm like, huh, he looks familiar. I was like, let me just check something real quick. Right. And so obviously I went to this thing. I did a little bit of research and I recognize him as one of the co-designers of, of this game, Steve Warner. And so I'm like, screw it finished my second cocktail. Um, I got a nice little buzz going on. I go over and I am standing there and I wait my turn and then I start to interject and talk and start asking some questions. And the fact that I was late, I think played to my benefit because I ended up spending an hour and a half 
talking with the co-designer of the game, Steve Warner, basically having like a one-on-one because the other gentleman ended up uh, stepping away and leaving. And so um, I got to sit there and, and talk to him, ask him questions about the game, about Robinsberger, about Disney. Uh, PR came over at one point and obviously like they see me with my press badge talking to them for you know an hour plus they come over um i start talking with them and telling them you know uh at one point i had i had said to him i was i had asked him a question that i was like hey just you know and this is i I don't have my recording equipment with me like this could be off the record if you want you know blah blah and his response was i've already learned that nothing's off the record you know <laughs> and so pr comes over sits down and they're like, hey, like excuse me excuse me he says that but we don't <laughs> uh he, he comes the pr comes over uh like an hour into our conversation and it comes over and it's like hey like uh i'm so and so like uh you're uh i don't recognize you blah blah and i was like oh i'm so and so with you know the work print i'm so and so i'm roberto uh, with the word print <laughs> and uh and they're like oh yeah i recognized your name like uh you're new to us right and i was like yeah I, and i told them i was like you know the site mostly focuses on pop culture tv movies and stuff like that uh but we sent somebody to gen con last year and there was a bunch of content that it did great numbers and stuff like that and we are all uh a lot of us are passionate about trading card games and stuff like that so that started to become part of our content and so uh, yeah, they sent me out for this and, uh, and I told them, I was like, I told them that I was like, you know, you guys got them trained really well. Cause I, uh, told them that it was off the record and his response was this. And they were like, yeah, he's, he's learned well, like, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and it was awesome. I asked some things from like, you know, uh, how it felt to be able to work on a project like this and design something like this. And he goes, obviously everybody dreams of being able to work with an IP like Disney. Right. Yeah. I asked them, you know, um, is this something that you guys had been thinking about and then put a Disney skin or is this built from the ground up, you know, um, when when you guys were asked to like work on this project and, and stuff like that, which at the time was totally innocent question. Was but it? Then, I think it, it was no, already, it, already... It, it, it was a totally innocent question that I didn't think about fully. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then, okay, and, oh, it yeah, was, yeah. it was. And then, <laughs> and then his face, when I said that, made me realize that that was probably a slightly loaded question that I didn't mean to be because maybe I had forgotten about the whole, you know, lawsuit yeah. going on and stuff like that. But he says that, you know, no, this is something that when they were approached, they started thinking about and, and building. And the, the, the idea behind the whole thing and what the, the goal of the project is and the game is, is to be completely accessible to everybody, right? Is to have something that uh, kids can pick up and play. Disney adults don't normally play. TCGs can collect and play, and, but still have the depth that they, that organized play is a thing. Right. And that like people do compete, people do like dig deep into the strategy and into the metas and stuff like that. And that becomes a thing. Right. And so being who I am and the fact that when I, you know, I just played in a tournament for seven hours and stuff like that, I started to focus a little bit on organized play and what their approaches were to that. Right. I asked some questions like, hey, as far as balance is concerned, are you guys more likely to take like a wait and see approach to kind of see how 
the the metal develops and and how much time in between releases or are you guys quick to go in there and 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 be kind of heavy-handed and he basically said like look nobody wants to take something out of the player's hand right we don't want to say okay this card is banned when you just got that card like that doesn't feel great but at the same time that's not going to stop us from making sure that the game is balanced and the play experience is there because the only way for this game to have a long life is for it to meet that you know to to be and balanced and and yes yep. right and i asked him i was like okay well like when it comes to those kind of decisions right how much influence does disney have in something like that right how much influence do they have in like what characters you're using and what what where you got what you guys are putting out and stuff like that and he's like honestly like they give us free reign you know he's like they trust us right because we've been the ones doing this for years and they don't like we come to them and they haven't been like no you can't use this or you can't use that and can't do this can't do that you know um and imagine if they said yeah mickey better win an event in the first yeah, year right yeah exactly <laughs> and so and he, he said he's just like no they're like they trust us you know and at that point i started talking to him about like yeah i, I mean i know that Ravensburger, which i found out how to pronounce properly there because for the longest time i called them Ravensburger. um it turns out that oh. Ravensburger is a city in germany where they started and where their headquarters but uh that yeah they had done uh, they had produced disney villainous right they had created and made disney villainous which is actually one of my favorite board games and uh and to this day continues to be a strong line where they've released marvel villainous they've released star wars villainous they were actually just um they've recently released an expansion for star wars villainous and at gen con i don't know if they showed it off there or if they it was recently but they have a new like kind of relaunch of uh disney's villainous uh, to coincide with all their 100 years of Disney stuff they've been doing. And he said, yeah, that like we already established that we have a love and respect for these IPs and these properties. And that's one of the things that we want to show in the game is that like we don't want the cards to have the face of all these famous characters, you know, Aladdin and, and Rapunzel and stuff like that, and not also fit in thematically right um the way that lorcana works is that their their spell cards in this game are called songs okay and so uh in order to play a song you either tap the required amount of ink or to pay its cost or you can tap a character that's worth a certain amount right and then play it essentially for free okay and so one of the cards that they talked about they talked about was like ariel okay when ariel is in uh, mermaid form, you can tap her to play songs and she's actually a singer. So she's worth more, you know, like you can play, even though she's only worth three, when it comes to, uh, singing songs, she's worth five or whatever. But when she's in her on land form and she has no voice, you can't use her to sing songs. And so they like everything that they have put into this game in the design of this game, from the art to the mechanics and stuff like that are, meant to be in line thematically with the actually properties themselves that they're using. And it's, that's the thing that I think is going to appeal to the more casual player. Right. And it's also one of those things that like for people who may, might want to take it more competitively, 
when they first try out a character try out a deck it also helps them understand like oh i see of course this character is trying to do this you know um i also talked to him about how much influence they had right uh or the design team had in like say alternate arts okay and rarities mm -hmm. and stuff like that and uh and if that was more of like uh, a marketing side and he was like he was like you know that is more of like them but we also have a ton of say in it you know like we we everybody who works on this product is working on it together because it is such a like massive deal you know um i also talked about like how how it feels to kind of see the excitement that's going on at gen con right yeah and that's is gonna it, be my question <laughs> yeah is it like is it like yes i'm so happy that all these people are like excited for this thing that i helped create or is it like oh my god i can't mess this up you know and it very much was like as you would expect he's like it's mostly i'm excited that you know uh people are excited for my thing but also yeah there is also this added pressure and stuff you know yeah. um I even talked to the PR team and, and, and asked them like, you know, what their thoughts were on, on this weekend. And they were like, you know, honestly, they knew that there would be excitement because of like the way that the buzz coming out of D23 and stuff like that. But even this caught them off guard and that like, you know, that, um, that, like you said, that like they were happy that they were able to work with like Gen Con and stuff like that to kind of get something that did, make sure that at least like because there's no stopping there was going to be no stopping these people waiting in line yeah. right but to kind of come up with a solution that also um that kept them safe as best they could and stuff like that and kept it organized and that the response had been like wholly positive you know across the board and that had been my impression as well at the show like i didn't bump into anybody that was like oh yeah lorcana it's overhyped you know yeah um and yeah, no, it was like, <laughs> it sounds silly to say because it's, it's a trading card game. I'm at this gaming convention and stuff like that. And like, I'm sitting across these people that like most people in the world have no idea who they are. And it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Like it was like the whole thing was absolutely awesome. Um, Rob called me after he yeah. left that party. <laughs> And both him and I were just like giddy little school kids, like yeah. talking like it was Christmas morning and comparing gifts. But I was uh, at home on the couch and I was like, no, 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 wife, this is important. I need all the details from Rob's date with Mickey Mouse right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know the, the one thing I came out of that, like sitting down and talking with Steve and even sitting down and talking with like the, the PR is that like they are one they're in this for the long haul of course they are right i mean this is a massive ip they see kind of what trading cards are doing right now and, and kind of the buzz around like the big hitters like pokemon right like the the nostalgia for this stuff has never been higher and i think the player base for a lot of these has never been bigger and so they're in it for the long haul it's very clear that they are trying to do this right okay and in, in all facets it does not talking with them it does not feel like a cash grab 
it it feels like they have a reverence for these characters for these ips that they understand these characters and they understand these ips and they understand game design right they understand that and their goal right whether or not they're wholly successful i think there's already some there's already some cards that uh seem a little bit stronger than maybe they should be but their goal is to like they want a game that is super accessible that is uh but that is also like mechanically deep right and that will will have variety to the strategies okay and a lot of the the the, the decks and and the way they work they fit into different trading card game archetypes right there are rush decks there are control decks there are you know um but to see those archetypes also flavored thematically with disney lore was like is super exciting um and to see that like they are not just thinking about hey we got to get these different rarities out and get these these promos out and stuff like that but also the fact that they or even just like talking to them about like being able to make sure they produce enough product while that kind of stuff is on their mind they are also giving equal weight and equal thought to things like balancing to what organized play is going to look like three months from now six months from now and what they can do to support that you know that's the other thing i asked them i talked to them about is like you know um supporting lgs's and and, and how they're going to support organized play and to make it worthwhile for uh, players to come out and to keep this game growing. Um, I know anecdotally speaking that like allotments and, and of course the, the excitement for this game is so high and we talked about this earlier, but like allotments to LSG's, uh, local game stores is smaller than they would like, obviously. Right. Um, I know, uh, uh I know a, uh, a lot of stores are like limiting how much they're selling per person and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I can't, my LGS, who, uh, you know, like I consider the owner a friend at this point, and like he's been to my house multiple times and stuff like that. And uh, I, I've been talking to him about Lorcana. Like I don't care what he says. I was the first one to talk to him about Lorcana, right? And I've been talking to him forever, and he's always great about like when it comes to my hero and stuff like that. Like getting us what we need, you know. And uh, I've been talking to him, and I, I, and he's like, dude, he's like, I'm so sorry, but like boxes are out of the question you know yeah he's like i've got to, i they we've only been given so much i gotta and i've gotta have some to decide for organized play as well and like so i understand that right now allocations probably aren't where people wish they were and stuff like that but they are thinking about that kind of stuff you know yeah. um and this is the first time that they've done a, a tcg this company and stuff like that so they are also learning but it feels like they're going into this with the right mentality, thinking about the right things. And I do think that this has the potential to be the next staple, right? To be the next like big thing that, you know, my grandkids are collecting and playing, honestly, you know? Um, I also asked them, you know, a little bit of like, and of course I wasn't going to get answers to this, but like, you know, what are the limits on the properties and, and stuff like that? Like, are we, you know... Kingdom Hearts is it, the question yeah. that's on no, everyone's more, mind. More, are we going to see so no. More, it's like, it's more like, okay. And I tried to frame it. Obviously, I'm trying to get answers, so I'm trying to frame it. But I was like, if you could work with, like, say, 
you know, different Pixar properties and stuff like that. Like, you know, is that something that you'd be interested in? It's like, of course I'd be interested in it, you know, like, you know, um, but right now we're focused on this first set, the next set and like, you know, what, what we can get out. Yeah. Right. I think the question maybe would be if the game is as successful as it looks like it's looks like it's going to be, how likely is an expansion of IPs? Because obviously Disney has access to, you know, a right. lot. Right. And um, obviously everything isn't under the Lorcana umbrella right now. So oh, they, <clears throat> could, they could do so much so quickly what they even like you could do like movie based expansions and just you know like you could do that a lot you could do that Aladdin expansion just imagine all the return of Jafar yeah well I mean Aladdin's already in the the first set so yeah um let's take another look at the game I'm not sold okay so let's talk about that and then what we're going to do to kind of round out the podcast is I actually have some of the product here that I'm going Ooh. to uh, soft unbox. Some of it's already open because, like I said, at the event itself, they were asking people to, you know, trade and try to collect them. And somebody did come up to me and I didn't want to be like, I want to keep these sealed so I can <laughs> open them on camera. And I was just like, you know what, whatever. Um, but I, so, you know, you know shout out to the the pr people there i sat down and talked with them and stuff like that told them like yeah you know it the buzz for this has been is so massive and everything sold out so fast with ticket wise and stuff like that like i wasn't even able to get a demo right and you know she gives me her business card she goes text me tomorrow i'll see if i can get you a demo if there's an opening you know and so i texted her and she responded she's like come right now and I'll, I'll get you in. So I got to go play and she, and listen, she was very clear. She's like, you know, everybody who went and got a demo also got like, I think a starter deck afterwards. And she was like, Hey, no, no product for this. This is just for informational. This isn't for content. You can't record anything. And I was like, that's totally fine. Like, you know? And so I got to sit down, I got to play it. I might've talked about it on the podcast or maybe I just talked to you guys off camp before. But when I first watched people playing this game, I was like, Hmm, doesn't seem that interesting from a gameplay mechanic and gameplay loop. I sat down, took that demo, and even though I got schlacked both times, okay, um, I walked out of that demo wanting to play more and thinking about it a lot and thinking about like the kind of deck I want to run and the strategy and what I should have done instead of what I actually did during that demo and stuff like that and playing those games. And I, it's very much like, I talk about this with One Piece, right? My Hero and One Piece, totally different. My Hero, we push a ton of buttons, right? Whereas my piece is more focused on, um, <laughs> or sorry, One Piece. Yeah, One Piece is more focused on uh, resource management and like, Wanting to Building when to arm. push, when to push and when to hold. Yeah. Okay. Lorcana is very much like that. It is very much like when to push, when to hold. And then the added element of like, mm, I can't use this card now. I won't be able to use it for a while. Should I just ink it or do I hold on to it and potentially play it? And, and maybe I get to the point where I can play it. It's going to be huge for me. So but if, uh, real quick, ink. Yeah. So is that like... So like in Dragon Ball Super, at the beginning yes. of the turn, you have to choose a card in your hand. 
Yes. And then put it face down in your energy and yeah. use that to play cards. Is that the yes. same thing? Same thing. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Um, but there, but there, there are only there are some cards that can't be inked. Okay, it's only specific cards that can be inked. They have to have this little ink well symbol <laughs> around them. Okay. And so yes, and then they become unavailable to you. They are ink permanently. Okay. The other thing is when you play a card for the first time, and like I said, it's all thematic, right? When you play a card for the first time, it's just been drawn. The ink's not dry. It can't. It can't do anything that turn. Okay. Unless. So like, oh wait. We can you ink it? No. We, so you can ink a card, right? But then oh. ink becomes a resource, right? And so when you go to play a card and you tap your ink, basically there's uh what is it? Summoning sickness, right? Okay. So it can't be played unless it has rush on it. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Um, so so who's the Zoro of uh, Lorcana? Um, Zoro have a. Uh... Zero is all rusher. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I was using, who was I using that had rush? Uh, it was one of the eels that Ursula uses. You know, okay. um, had rush, but uh, that's not the rush deck. I know for a fact that's not the rush deck. Um, but anyway, and so I went in a skeptic, right? And I left being like, I'm now. I'm not just excited to collect this game. I'm excited to play. And this is definitely going to be my second game, you know, like my, 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 yeah. Uh, my hero is still my eight game. Well, the problem with my hero is once you push that many buttons, your brain can't go back to not pushing that many buttons, you know? Yeah. And so there's just like, there's a rush to being like, all right, I'm drawing six cards. This, this it's sort of my turn versus just drawing one. Um, but I really enjoyed, uh, the demo. It is like, the other thing is sitting down. I was like, I could teach anybody how to play this game. You know, like there is no barrier to entry for this. It is literally like step one, step two, step three. And then the win condition is this, you know, um, it's a game I could teach my daughter. No problem. Like, like I said, I could teach pretty much anybody this game. I also feel like there is enough strategy here as well besides it being like super accessible that i could probably get my wife to play this game which i i've also heard yeah. it doesn't necessarily need to be a 1v1 game you could add like multiple opponents as so well. that's the other thing i'm sitting down playing the demo and i did not know this at this point i'm sitting down i'm playing the demo and i read one of the cards and one of the cards says opponents not opponent right so i asked the person giving the demo and they're like, yeah, it's you can play as many people. And it's because there is Holy shit. there is I mean, I'm sure like, you know, I'm sure four For is the actually reason. the number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, because there is no. The way that what kind of works is that there's there's it's not like my hero where there's life points or one piece. There's no life points. You're not attacking directly at somebody. OK, the way you score is solely dependent on you. OK. All the, uh, the different characters, some of them have these little pips on the side oh. of them. And that's how much lore they're worth when you go questing. Okay? And so, in order to gain those coins, you, those, those points, you just quest. You gain that much lore, it's first to 20 lore. Now, obviously, or not obviously, but once you've quested, that character is now vulnerable to a challenge. And that's where any combat comes in this game. Okay? And where you compare offense and defensive stats and stuff like that. But... Because you're not attacking someone directly and because people can't gang up on somebody, right? It's easy to pay with multiple people, you know? 
And because of the way that challenges work, like it's easy to keep track of someone challenging somebody else. Um, and so, I mean, I have not been able to do that yet, obviously, because one, they didn't have demo units, demonstrations set up for more than two players. And two, the product's not out there yet, so I can't like test at home. But I, I think it would be super easy to run like triple threat matches or, or team matches where you just go, all right, we're on the buddy battles, right? You're on a team, you're on a team, and we're trying to get to 35 lore instead of, you know, 20 each or whatever it is, you know? Um, and so I do think that opens it up for variety and stuff like that. Um, but, like, just, you know, the, the, the thing that comes to mind is, isn't it the same thing as if I'm taking life points away from your opponent? It's just you're, going, you're counting up to 20 instead of counting 20 down to zero. The only real difference so, being that your opponent can't block. So, so I think when you're talking about a one-on-one, -on -one, I think, yes, they're very similar concepts, right? The difference being, right. it's not me going after you, it's just me doing my own thing, right? Right. So one-on-one. up, obviously. Yes, now you yes, can... right. So one-on-one, not that dissimilar. It really is. It's not. It's not that dissimilar. I think when you're bringing in extra people, it makes it easier to do that because it then doesn't become like... Because you're just worried about you, yep. you can't get ganged up on, if that makes sense. You know, like you can't get just get shot out of the water by the two other people immediately, right? Because they unless you like the leave your stuff commit or not. Right. Committed. And that then what, that's the stuff that goes on a quest called. Uh they it might just be rested if if right, well yeah, let's yeah. use rested. So yeah. like unless you rest all your stuff and then everyone comes and, and challenges you. Right. But then I think yeah. the I think the flip side to that is that so the way that challenges work as well is that like the challenging, the challenging character also takes damage. Okay. Mm. Yes. And so even if everybody did challenge you, they've also left those characters in a vulnerable state as well. And so cool. I think, yeah, I think that's where some of the, the balancing stuff um, comes in and why it's much easier to uh, play with multiple people. Um, all right, before I start opening stuff, any other questions about the event, the press-only event, the... and Oh, the food was awesome as well. I don't think I mentioned the food. And everybody was super nice. Like, the PR, Steve Warner, everybody was super awesome. And way more, like, willing to talk about stuff than I anticipated. I'm, um, just, I, I'm just happy you were happy, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know you, you probably, needed... You could probably I, I know you needed me. a great weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad that was uh, what you needed it to be. <laughs> I'm sure I, I like I got in the Uber on the way home. I texted Blah. I was like, "Hey, you still up?" <laughs> like, yeah. and uh, I'm like, "I'm like, it's eleven o'clock. Of course I'm up." <laughs> I don't know. You got a kid. Um. Anyway, I know. I uh, yeah. I I'm sure you could you could hear me smiling through that yeah. that phone call and stuff. Um. But yeah. All right. Any other questions before I start opening this stuff up? Because I'm gonna switch cam. No. Nope. I want to see. All right. So. Obviously, I didn't get a ton of stuff. Ooh. It's not like I walked out of there with like you know, oh, uh, thousands and of dollars, right? Is that steamboat? Okay. Uh, so yeah. So this is a Lorcana playmat. This is one of the things I did not open, so I will open it right here. Again, disclaimer: all this stuff was provided to me by Disney, right? So shout out Disney. Thank you guys so much, Disney and Ravensburger, um, and. Uh, yeah, so thank you. Got to make a huge disclaimer, okay? 
they didn't pay me for any, to say any of this stuff, but they did provide the the product here. And so, but they gave the invite, and we want the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I own an insane amount of play mats already, right? It's just the nature of like one hero. When you play in their competitive events, they give a ton. Uh, my one hero. I just did the opposite of my piece. <laughs> yeah, my piece. I was gonna let it go. My hero uh, gives a, a, a ton of product and stuff like that. I saw these for the first time at the the demo event. It's the first time I got to actually see the playmats. These playmats laid out. I hope it sh it shows on the camera. These are gorgeous. These playmats. The colors are nice. That's pretty cool. They That's are. Cool. They are. And every single one of them is awesome. Now, I will say that I think this is the most popular one. And I, I don't know if this was in every box or I just got every bag or I just got lucky with my selection. Yeah. Um, but it like, no, it is. I am, I'm tempted to play all my card games on this play mat. <laughs> yeah. I like it so much. Um, it also doesn't feel cheap, which I'm not going to name names. This is not, I mean, my hero mats feel, feel great. Um, there are other ga big games out there that give mats with their products and release mats all the time that don't feel great, that feel super cheap. This mat feels premium and, and feels awesome. Um, oh, my God. Uh, did you I, look up how much these are reselling for? I, that's not what my initial... Uh -huh, but was, you suffered part, yeah. I just wanted to know what the other play mats were, uh -huh. and then it just brought me a TCG player. Yeah, and yeah. They're all selling for 90. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of wild. I, I mean, but, the but hype these mats, right these now. mats are nice. Yes, yes. I mean, even like, I mean, I'm yeah, not the biggest. Seem too much to me. I, I'm, I'm not the biggest, uh, you know, Maleficent. Maleficent fan. But that one looks great in person. Yeah, Maui. I think that's pronouncing that right. Yes, you are. Yes. Um. Oh, the other thing is so. One of the other like dramas that kind of happened with uh, Lorcan at the line is that they were going through the line people waiting and randomly giving out pins um and i think mostly they were focused on kids and stuff like that you know um but here are a couple oh, yeah. of the lorcana pins this was just the lorcana the lo logo yeah. yeah but then like the pin, the, like here's the, the yeah yeah yep okay uh and then here is uh i love that one the, the mickey one. brave brave little taylor mickey um Got some of those. Got a, a brave little Taylor. Mickey Mouse eighty card deck box. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, Kevin, you might not know this about me, but one of my few talents in this in this world is I do when it comes out right, I do a half decent Mickey Mouse impression. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, oh, I don't think oh. what it sounds like. Oh my god, okay, it's it's ac it. it's actually really good, but yeah. I don't know if we want to risk One the day. wrath of One day. Yeah, One yeah. Day. I'll, I'll do it another time when I'm not talking yeah. about Disney content. Exactly. Um, so yeah. And this is I mean, it's 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 similar to the deck boxes you get from other other games. Uh yeah. I will say it's slightly bigger than some other games which I like. Um and uh again, I think that they, I mean, you can see what these are selling for on secondhand market. Uh, I, I think I, I continue to, be, to kind of love the art. I'm also, I'm just like, I'm not a Disney adult. I'm not one of those psychopaths, but obviously I grew up, you know, on Disney and stuff like that. Um, along with that, got 
you know, I, I feel uh, obligated to, you know, put out a disclaimer. I have seen less than 10 Disney movies in my entire <gasps> life. Really? Just throwing that out there. Uh, I've never seen The Lion King. I So, uh, all right, ready? Okay, I was about to say nothing Kevin says shocks me anymore, and then he said I never saw The Lion King. <laughs> okay. So like, no, like, no, you know what's funny? <laughs> I just looked up the scene where, like, Simba and his father look over the cliff or whatever. Yeah. He's like, what's that? Because I was doing a meme. And I wanted to know what he said because I didn't even know what he said. The elephant graveyard scene? No, he's like, what's, uh, he's like, this is the kingdom that you will rule one day. Yeah. Like, what's that over there? Yeah. And he's like, don't. The meme goes like, don't, don't, don't go over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's the elephant graveyard. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't, um, I don't know what that is. All right. <laughs> ready? Ready for my hot, for my hot Disney take? Uh, I think that Lion King is slightly overrated. <gasps> yeah. I know, I know. I'm not missing much. Listen, listen, it was the first movie I saw in theaters, so it has a very special, fond place. Yeah, I saw it in theaters, too. Yeah. All right, Power so, Rangers yeah. Turbo for me. We got... Really? We, we, we parents got our, didn't take me to that one. I was so upset. We got our card sleeves. I also think... Ready? I also think that uh, Tangled is probably the most underrated uh, oh, Disney movie. Oh, Tangled's like one of the it's, best. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That was actually first date movie for me and my wife. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got some card sleeves and then the stuff that I think people actually care about, we're going to go through right now. For those card sleeves, how would you say the quality is against like... I mean, you don't have to put cards in them to really know. I mean, like... Um, are, they, are, the, are the backs matte? Uh, no. 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 Oh, well, well, the front's matte, so I, the back should be matte. Is it really, really No, it's not. It's not. No, no, no. It is matte. It is matte. It is matte. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they double matte. That's probably going to feel they, really good on the shuffle. They, yeah. yeah they, they don't feel slippery, which is nice. Um, yeah. They, I got to put this, the cards in them. They look wide. Maybe I'm just losing it. You could definitely double sleeve those with inners. But when you have double matte sleeves, they feel so good when you single sleeve. Oh no, this feels good. Feels yeah, good. yeah, this Ooh. feels good. Double matte is the way. Yeah. I'm never running non double matte sleeves ever again. Um, okay, so let's talk about the also player's choice. Player's choice, Scott. Booster packs. All right. So mm. I was provided uh, two. Booster packs. Okay. And there are 12 cards in each booster pack. And so. 12. Yes. And so. Does it say on the pack how many cards come in the set? Um, that's a good question. I know that we know. No, all it says is that it contains over 200 cards, is what it says. Okay. 12 I, makes sense. I know the exact number is two. I think the exact number is 204. We're playing Dragon Ball Super. Um, so 12 <laughs> cards. The packaging feels premium. Like it doesn't. It looks crazy. It, if, if it doesn't feel like, yeah, the art's great, and it doesn't feel like a cheap pack. And oh, well, do you see the reflection? That I I'm know. Right now? That's what I was saying. They spent a lot on that pack. Yeah, yeah. That looks crazy. Um, and also the and this is so like, you know, inside baseball nerdy thing. And it's because I've opened packs for like on TikTok and stuff like that. Opening the pack felt great <laughs> like this is a good pack open um 
All right. Is so, it supposed to open that way? I mean, that's how I opened it. It was like, there, uh, is there a little notch? At there's the no notch. No, it, okay. There, okay. it's very much like similar to like Pokemon cards, right? To okay. Pokemon boosters. Um, okay. So, um, Oof. Oof. here's what the back, and Oof. then here's some, we'll, we'll go through some of the art here. Well, wait, so, so question, one question before we get started. Yeah. Where's like, where's the hit for the pack? Is it like last card or is it I, like, I, I believe it's last card. Yeah. Last card? I, okay. I did. I, I must preface this by saying I did hit some foils. Um, I'm going to have to run and, and get them because I already put them in a, in a binder. Okay. Good man. Um, but yeah, so we can just see some of the cards. Here we go. Is the card that matches the playmat. Um, the art. Upside down. Th- oh, you're right. The, uh, the art doesn't feel like cheap screenshots, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing about mm-hmm. this is that there are... Uh, three different types of the characters. So again, the whole idea behind this is that you're getting new, new the some of your classic characters uh, seen in a different light. Um, so we have right here, you'll see, I don't know if you can actually see the print on here, but it says uh, Timon, uh, Storyborn, Ally. And the Storyborn characters are the ones that are going to look more like what you were used to. Um, and then you're going to have some characters that say Dreamborn, right? And this is Tinkerbell, a tiny tactician. So it's going to be slightly different than what you would have seen in the movie. Um, actions, again, Storyborn. I, what I want to see is I can find a, a Floodborn in here. Floodborn? Floodborn. Yes. That sounds like a traumatic, traumatic Disney character background. Yeah. Sounds like every One Piece character's backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Here's another Dreamborn. Um, Captain Hook on the yeah. what? Here's another uh, the Captain Hook, the forceful duelist. And then okay. here's here's Bell. Here's another Dreamborn, the inventive engineer. That's from like that Disney Mobile game, right? Wasn't she like kind of? Oh, these are all storyboard. Um, so besides the two booster packs, I also received a starter deck okay here we have the sapphire steel starter deck and then inside all the starter decks is also a booster pack oh i did not know that yeah i did not know i found out uh this is not i know that msrp is uh twenty dollars that is not what they're currently selling for if you're trying to find it of course not but of course um so yeah we can go through some of these and then give me one set. You know, I pre-ordered a bunch of Lorcana product from one store near me. And I don't know if they're going to get when or if they're going to get allotment. Cause, um, and then without them having it, I don't know if I'm ever going to get Lorcana cards at this rate. Well, I mean, listen, I think September 1st. Okay, here we go. Here's a Floodborne, right? So we have Ooh. Mickey Mouse, the Artful Rogue. Okay. And so... What's, what's Floodborne mean? So I don't have all the lore. Let me try yeah. to find out. All right. But, like, I know that one of the, like, chase cards, the enchanted cards, is a Floodborne Tinkerbell. And she's, instead of being a little fairy, she's, like, a, a giant. She's a wrathful giant. 
I know that play decks are 60 cards, and here we are going to take a look at what is in the starter deck. It looks like Floodborns were created from a... Uh, someone spilled some ink and created an ink flood, which created tons of characters wandering around. All right. Dreamborn were manifested by the Illumineer. Which is who... We are. We're Illumineers in this game. Okay. Oh my god, the the enchanted Tinkerbell. Oh my god, on eBay. It's uh, I know. It's awesome though. It I is. Wanna, I want to pull one so bad. Gorgeous card. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So in this art deck, we have the rules. Um. Oh, there are instructions here for uh multiplayer games, and it says that. Uh. It says three or more. So again, it doesn't put a limit on how many people can play. It does have some deck building tips and then uh, kind of the way that damage and stuff works. I will say that there is already a Lorcana app with a lore counter and so that you can keep uh, track of everything. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. Yep. All right. uh, you can also keep track of your collection and stuff like that. Uh, here we have some counters these are damage counters that come with the starter decks okay so you can keep track of how when your characters have been challenged and stuff like that um it also has so here's this little tiny kind of play mat guide and then this thing right here is meant to you can keep track of the lore here i gotta put it this way <laughs> oh the, yeah. the victory points is the essentially score. yep so you can just move this up to keep track of your lore. Kev's sitting here like, I've got an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> can I use a dime? Do I have to move? No, 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 of course. You can use whatever you want. I'm just showing you what comes in the thing. Okay? True. And then uh, we have the actual starter deck itself. Is it weird that growing Ooh. up in Jersey, I see this paper and all I think is of like a, a pork roll egg? No, you're not sandwich. wrong because I thought I just thought of uh, like a croissant egg and cheese yeah, or yeah. a bagel egg and cheese. Yeah, I was thinking about that little uh, single serve cereal you get from the store. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I know some about. Did look <laughs> oh yeah. Up. Oh my god. All right, so we can go through this. Oh, here we go. Here's one of the foil cards that comes in the starter deck. Oh, Ooh. they're back to back. So Aurora uh, and tilt Simba. it tilt it up a little bit. The uh, long one. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah. yeah. And then okay, a little green in there and blue. Let's Very see. Nice. Let's see if we can get any shine on the Simba. It's a little bit harder. Oh, that Simba. Okay. Yeah. So, Rob, did, did they did they say how the deck building works in this game? Um. So we did not talk about that, but I know right here in the instructions. I know it's a sixty card deck, right? Uh, it's two different colors. Okay, here we go. Uh, each Lorcana deck must follow these rules. Your deck must have at least 60 copies in it. Your deck cannot contain more than four copies of any single card. Okay. okay. Um, your deck can only contain cards from one or two inks. So you can do mono ink if you want. Ooh. Okay. And there's no ratio between the inks. Okay. Um, where does the cost to play a card? Is that the number yes. at the top left? So you see, does it have a color attached? So this number right? No. Because all ink is treated the same. And so you see how... Let me find... Where's the color come in? So the colors are just the... the, the their play styles, essentially, right? 
So, you know, uh, Sapphire is going to want to do something that Steel doesn't want to do. Like, they all play. They all have a general, like, strategy. strategy. Correct. Um, okay. Right. So, here's a good example, right? So, you see this Jasmine. You see how uh, the... Uh, how this inkwell is surrounding mm -hmm. it, and this is just the plain one, right? Yeah. So this can't be inked, whereas this one can. Okay. So okay. whenever you go to ink a card, you always have to show it and reveal it to your opponent. Okay. Right. Um, just so you know, they they see that you're actually inking something that mm. can be inked. Yeah. So I my understanding is that coconut basket kind of broken right now. <laughs> Um, um, is the symbols you just passed the same as the hollow symbol? As the from foil one? Um, let's see. Those are... I don't think so, because I think that symbol was a steel. The, follow, the foil one was a steel? Maybe not. Um, all the way in the back, I think. All right, so... Yeah. The other one's blue. Yeah, this one's yeah. steel. It's a 4-6. So, yeah, so no, they are different. Okay. Wait, I didn't pass symbols. You just passed it. No, that was Mufasa and Scar. Oh, okay. Oh, was that not symbol I was looking at? Oh. No. Okay. Wow, you guys are just... <laughs> you think all lions are the same? <laughs> I can't even see. I don't know. Um, what the law led me astray. I don't it. I was, I was really far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's my fault. The camera's not... Camera's not close enough. But... Um, it's a good idea not to put two co two different versions of the same character in a starter deck. I will, yeah, agreed. Um, just for confusion purposes. Um, yeah. Also, the my understanding is that the starter decks, the cards also appear in the the booster packs as well, right? So it's not oh. a situation. Uh, yes, it's not a situation where uh, I mean they might not have the foil treatment. Not I don't want to you know don't quote me on that, but uh, it's not a situation where like you have to buy multiple copies of the starter decks. The starter decks are just meant to be like hey you can pick up and play right now from this. Um, obviously to guarantee it if you wanted to you know for meta purposes or something, um, you could pick up multiple starter decks, but. Um, and then let me go ahead and my trusted assistant went and got my binder so I can pull out the foils that I have so far. You know, as you do that, it's really funny. Um, you know how in universes they have like some of the mats have the hearts at the top of the mat to kind of track your uh, your life. Yeah. It's like Lorcana, that would fit even more because you're just counting to 20. Right. So if they had like the I think from zero to 20. I thought that as well, but then I thought about uh, how that would actually look on the playmats themselves. And one of the things that I do like about these playmats is just how clean they look. It's also one of the reasons why I like the Trigun and the Cowboy Bebop mats and, 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 and some of the other... Like, I, I have mats that have the heart counters at the top. And I always end up picking the other ones. And granted, that's because I use your well-crafted app yeah. to keep track of the damage. Um, well, yeah, it's just like in this game, 
you have to keep track of where you are from zero to 20. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It feels a little bit different. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. Anyway. But also, you like, you know, as you, you know, there's players who just like having mats with all the zones and all the information right on it. Um, hold on. I'm give me one second. I am just zooming in on the cards and changing the focus. Mm, it's kind of not doing them justice. Okay. All right, here you go. And then these are all foil. Again, it's hard on the webcam to kind of see. But you all right, you can kind of see on her face, right? Some of the foil treatment there. Um, uh, I, oh, there it is. Yeah, I will say that like in, yeah, it's, it's hard. Man, it's kind of hard. To, uh, you can see, yeah, you can see the reflectiveness right here, right? Yeah. That yeah, shows yeah. the best. Um, I, and I'm, these are just like looking at the rarity types, right? So you can see that like, I wish I had the whole list in front of me, but it's basically, um, the different shapes also show the different rarity types. So this one, I can read them off if you need. Oh yeah. Can you? So, yeah. So we got a uh, common is a gray circle. Yeah. Uncommon is a white book, a book. Okay. A uh, rare is a bronze triangle. Super rare is a silver square. Legendary is a gold pentagon and enchanted is a rainbow hexagon. Yeah. And so you can see that there are different, uh, rarities down at the bottom and they get different foil treatments as well. And so some of these, like, I mean, the stampede look, look one looks good, but these two, especially this one, and I know it's not showing on cam as well. This one looks real. The foil treatment looks really, really nice, uh, in person. And so, um, mm. it's just one of those things where it has just like a nice sheen and shine to it. Um, and so I don't know, man, it got as like, like I said, as somebody who plans on also, you know, collecting in this game. Uh, I am very excited so far about what I've got my hands on and uh, what I've seen at the booth and stuff like that. That's uh, awesome. Again, once again, thank you to Robinsberger and Dizzy for giving me the opportunity to uh, even be able to open it here on stream and, and show some of this stuff off. And hopefully we'll be doing more unboxings and actually do some uh maybe some webcam games if Bilal can get his hands on any and if i can convince kev to to play a little bit with me yeah i mean i'm i'm hoping uh recovering from covid makes me Oops. just a little bit wary of going out to stores oh i yeah. mean i gotta definitely wear a mask because according to the new cdc guidelines and i'll be fine outside <laughs> but i'm still i'm still just trying to be considerate um, yeah. So that was the other thing as I was saying is that uh, I uh, listen, I, I think it is going to be difficult for people to get their hands on this from LGS's uh, starting this Friday. I mean, it's just the allocations are just not there and stuff like that. Um, but there are like, a, like I said, uh, Amazon, Best Buy, 
uh, Walmart, Target, I believe, uh, Barnes & Noble, they're all expected to carry this on September 1st. Um, there are stores that are online only that don't have actual LGSs that are supposed to be selling starting September 1st as well. And then just like just like Pokemon does with Pokemon Center, Shop Disney will carry uh, Lorcana product on September 1st as well. I know that some of the shops at the parks are supposed to be carrying it on the 18th. Um, and they're training those like LGSs, but shopdisney.com itself uh, should have product at on September 1st. And my understanding in the research I've done is that the that particular store refreshes at uh, midnight Pacific time. So it'll be 3 a.m. our time. Um, so I will be up late <laughs> uh, for that stuff. But yeah, I mean that pretty much wraps up uh, my Listen, Rob. weekend. All those I'm were the big is, highlights. I definitely did yeah. a lot more and saw a lot more, but those were the three uh, highlights for me as far as like the interviews I was able to do, and and some of the coverage. Or I guess four highlights, including UVS. Um, I could literally spend the next you know five hours talking about all the Gen Con stuff I did, but. Um, for the purposes of the site, I think that are, are the ones that I, I want to highlight. Um, what were you going to say? Sorry. I, I was going to say, I'm going to be down in VA next weekend. So if you can get your hands on a second Lorcana deck, uh, oh, and we yeah. can find like an hour or two in my packed weekend. You, listen, you, yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to mention it here on the podcast, yeah. but I did pick you up some stuff. Okay? I know. I'm so, so happy. Yes. So can I, can I tell you, um, so what you basically did the Bandai loop for me and got the promo, uh, especially the One Piece one that I was very much looking forward to. Interesting fun fact. Yes. That promo was given out at Anime Expo. It was, correct. It's not foil at the Anime Expo one. The Gen Con ones are. Oh, really? So, okay. So there's, there, for whatever reason, there's two there's two versions of these uh, uh-huh. promo cards. Mm. And so I'm just glad I have a, I have a, <laughs> a foil one, thanks to you. Extra yeah. $100. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. And that was, hey, listen, that's one of those things that, like, uh, I did do the loop. And then, funny enough, last day... Uh, because I was there with Ryan and Ryan knew the guy there. He was, the, the guy was like, here, here's some to take for like your store for your LGS and stuff Aww. like that. And so I was like, all right, that's good. Cause I was one short of the full set. So Ryan, <laughs> help, help me out, help your brother out. Um, but yeah, no, that wraps up uh, my Gen Con coverage. You guys, if you guys have any last minute questions and stuff like that. Um, Do we have to start playing video games again? For next week or, or yes yes we do yes, <laughs> okay we do. but we also I, we also need to play more board games because i want to make uh this a, a regular thing i it reinvigorate i mean i've talked about it many times i'm i'm my board game collections insane and i definitely have a problem but it definitely like gen con reinvigorated my love of board games and my love of everything tabletop and so i would like to do more content for the site that's uh, around that stuff Hundred percent down. Two things. Yes. Uh, yeah, I am going to be uh, failing to find time to play Tarkov, which just wiped. Mm-hmm. Because I and this I is hear the big one. I hear it's great right now. It's, so like, this is like a great jumping on point. It's I, well, 
<laughs> There's no such thing as a great jumping right, off fine, point in fine. Tarkov. Yeah, but um, no, but uh, this fall, uh, arena mode is coming out, mm-hmm. which is the direct competitor to like a Call of Duty style or like the other Apex modes, not BR. It's yeah. like a direct competitor to those. So um, this is the last opportunity <laughs> to jump on, I would say, before things really take off. Um, so yeah, trying to do that. A lot of people are more people. I can feel more people on the servers than ever before, and it is wild, mm-hmm. wild stuff's going on right there. Anyway, I did just want to mention that uh, way back at the beginning of this whole podcast, we were talking about uh, Legendary Wolf, and they do when they put on an event, they do way more than anyone else. So that two-hour delay, I'm not sure why the two-hour delay happened. Yeah, yeah, but. They, you know, they set up three streams. They have people uh, doing so, a lot more things yes, than normal. Yes, that's a great. So, that's a great point. Is that they they did have three streams going on, and 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 that is one of the things that like needs to be a thing going forward with like all events because people. I mean that that's exciting. People love being on stream. People want to get that opportunity, and, and it even if it's not like the universe's mainstream and stuff like that just to be right. on, on one of those streams like that is another extra level of hype and so yes i i, I again it was a combination of factors that kind of left like a bad taste in my mouth and i do think that there are yeah. some things that need to be changed in order to um to help this game grow and get to where it needs to be and stuff like that so i don't want to say that like i just i don't want to say that i think that they're not capable of it or that they are like yeah. you know just we're just being honest yeah yeah right i think just in this i think i think there are things that need to be improved i think it's probably the best way i I should say it yeah my my thing i just want to shout out like danielle and those guys who set Mm -hmm. that thing up they Mm -hmm. are rock stars yeah because that stuff there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff they bring over from uh uh, omaha where their store is and so you know shouting them out also another quick shout outs for shouting people out and and we're never going to wrap this up uh is (laughs) I went up to the judge, uh, Nil, right? That's her, her yeah, name. Nilberg, yeah. yeah. And uh, I went up to her and thanked her for her call oh, yeah? in that webcam tournament. Uh, I told Aww. her, I was like, hey, this is probably going to come off weird. But uh, I just want to thank you because uh, I don't know if you remember, but at the last webcam, you made a call. It was my son's game. He was, you know, streaming and stuff like that. Excellent. And she's like, yeah, of course I remember. Like, you know, I was like, luckily he was streaming and I always try to, I always try to do what like I would want the judge to do for me and stuff like that. And she's like, I mean, it sucks that he tipped his hand to his opponent, but also it saved him in this case. So it's a good thing he did. <laughs> And so no, yeah, she was she was super nice she's and like so awesome, yeah dude. yeah. I still haven't met her yet, so you met her before I did. Oh yeah yeah no. Like yeah. I said, I had like all my complaints aside, like I continued to think that this community is one of the best communities in 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 TCGs, and so yeah. it would have been so funny if she was like, oh yeah, I know you, you were the guy in the background. <laughs> oh yeah right yeah. That would have been so funny. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, all right. Thank you guys so much for hopping on and letting me uh, talk about my my weekend at Gen Con for what Thanks almost for three hours. And yeah. uh, you were like Superman for that. I'm I'm 
pumped for PAX, man, because yes. we're going to have so much yes. fun. Yes. And property equipment. <laughs> yes. Proper equipment. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do so many. Like, uh, PAX is going to be our biggest content yeah. uh, that we've ever done. Because I... One of the things that happened at Gen Con is I really like doing these interviews and talking to people that are passionate about uh, these games and passionate about stuff I'm passionate about. And I, as much fun as I had playing different games and playing these different uh, in the tournaments and stuff like that, I had just as much fun like doing these interviews. And so I have a little bit of like an itch and like an addiction to them now. So I am super excited for PAX Unplugged and to be able to do them and with proper equipment and, and with some help. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped. I, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. All right. Uh, and that wraps it up until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya.